0: Good morning and a happy Friday to you folks. It is a fabulous Friday today and today is a day to be grateful for the different personalities that surround you in your life. Think of what an awesome opportunity you have every single day to work with the many personalities that life has to offer, the spice of life if you will. Think of your team, think of your workplace team or even your home life team. Boy you got some personalities in your house let me tell you at least we do here, and think of your team at the office. Every single person has a unique and interesting personality that makes your day-to-day life more fun and more productive. Sure, it can be a little bit challenging at times, but that's where the growth happens. That's where the evolution, if you will, happens as well. So as you enter into this weekend, think of how transitional energy works in that way how transitional energy from your workplace into your home life by harnessing all those different personalities into positive energy, just like a football coach tailors their game to their players. And me personally, I get excited when I think of the opportunity. I get to learn about the different personalities of the people I work with and the different personalities and changing personality of my teenage son, how grateful I am for the opportunity to get to learn and be a part of that personality and life. Folks, that is transitional energy I can get behind any day of the week. Now, I want to get this Friday
1: going because it's Friday, Friday, Friday. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard.
0: Food Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spies. That is Sterling. It is finally Friday. Oh, yeah, Friday. Hello. Oh, if I fall asleep during the show, that's why. You've had a long
2: week, man. I, You've had a long week. On top of everything, you got Frackleberry Hound, who's
0: very much in heat. Oh,
2: chasing she, you around the studio. She's so
0: been trying to hump my arm yeah. for whatever reason as a female i don't know uh, what she's doing Let's be a, i'm not exactly sure a power thing? but it,
2: no it does look um <laughs> i wish you guys could see it honestly we might have to start doing video here so she's just she's got her crazy eyes i mean just total crazy eyes
0: <laughs> wow so anywho um, so it's friday morning try to her off, Folks, welcome to Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. My name is Jason Spies. That is Sterling. It is a Friday. We have Mike Marceal of Orange Property Management in the work hard portion. He's got a great interview about uh, some of the trends they're seeing out there because he's he's in housing. Mm -hmm. He's also in restaurants. And he's in uh, analytics as well because he has an analytics company when it comes to the SEO and that sort of stuff. So he's been seeing some different activity and spikes in different areas like Williston. Really? He's seen a lot of activity for... Like positive activity? Yeah, just trends, you know, like inquiries, for Mm -hmm. example. Like how many keyword searches for housing in Williston, North Dakota are now available like okay. just those types yeah. of things you know just uh, so we talked to him about a number of things also i know he's really upset at xl energy yeah tell me about this Was well, just really upset at him because their new report came out and uh, something along the lines of they're they're trying to close down the coal by 2030 and you know i mean it's just it goes back to this where mean statewide totally shut down Well, North Dakota's big argument for a long time, by the way, we've been broadcasting from the Bakken all week, as that we have, our air is a quality. And Frackleberry, lay down, lay down. (laughs) This is getting out of hand here, folks. I might have to take a break and actually do something about her because she will not stop. Yeah, run around the city for two or three hours. going wild. Anyway, the coal part is that, you know we have lignite coal mm. so it's a clean coal it's a different kind of coal than what the, the mainstream media is used to and so but because the word's coal yeah yeah you know, he's funny because he's even mentioned before that that we should name change the name coal to something else yeah, it's in North gummy Dakota. bears Right, just because it's <laughs> instead of lignite coal, just call it gummy bears. yeah or, you're not gummy bears, but just something <laughs> else yeah, something. And, you know, so I know in him too, he'll probably go off on frack because I know he's a very uh, big proponent of words and how words impact. and you know, we've talked before about changing that. but folks, we got a good show today. We're gonna talk about some social media talk once again because you're starting to see it more and more. I called it. I called it, and boy, it's starting to happen. Shortly after I called it, boy, the WWE came out with some policies and some corporations did, and now kids are getting expelled from (laughs) schools because mom is on social media, and oh, boy. almost makes me wonder if at the end of the day, we're all going to start getting off of social media. I'm wondering if this Black Mirror episode, uh, Nosedive, I haven't seen it. Where instead of a credit score, you got a social media score. Oh, geez. I'd be so doomed, man. Based on how you. Everything's got to be. You know, everything's sunny in Philadelphia all the time. But I'm not even on LinkedIn. So, actually, you'd probably go up in points for that. <laughs> uh, at any rate, so uh, that's happening a little bit later in the program. Also, we have our news segment. But first. Because I haven't, you know, it's been a while since I've watched a movie. Like actually sat down and watched a movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I'll watch, I'll binge 10 hours yep. of Better Call Saul or yep. 30 Rock or Schitt's Creek or something like that, You've been right? breaking over, bad every time I come over here lately. Over, I'm done with that now. Over, <laughs> over, you know, a course of a two-week period or yep. something like that. You just get the hook. But I won't actually sit down and watch a movie. Yes, yeah,
2: I wonder, I'm the same way, and I wonder if it's an attention span thing, or if it's more like you, where I want
0: to have it on, but I'm going to be doing other things. Right, and I it. do more of just the white noise yeah. thing. I can't do that with a movie. I can't either. I actually want to sit down and watch a movie, even if it's a movie I've seen before. Yeah, especially if then. And so, what we thought we'd do today, because I'm going to watch a movie this weekend, all right? And I, for a long time, I was going to you know, do the father-son thing, where I was going to... Sit down, make some popcorn, watch you know an eighties movie like or a nineties movie like Tommy Boy. There you go, or Better Off Dead, something that I enjoyed as a child when I was his age. To have him watch now and see what he thinks, Mm -hmm. and then if he got has a movie, maybe I'll watch it one day. Yeah, you you guys could make a deal, right? Yeah, I'd recommend Weird Science. Love that movie, classic. Love that movie, so good. Real genius, another classic with Val Kilmer. Uh, bet, I mentioned Better Off Dead. or of Dead. I thought Uncle Buck. Oh man, that's Uncle, yeah. Uncle Buck is you know timeless. It, it's a little bit more of a family than you know, mm-hmm. like a real genius or something like yeah. that. But it's so good. Oh man, so it's so good.
2: It's it's one of those movies that kind of goes under the radar.
0: But I'm gonna watch a movie for myself, and I've always thought you know maybe I should watch an oil and gas movie because uh, what
2: makes it an oil and gas movie? An oil and gas movie.
0: Well. I went and did a Google search. Uh oh. And Google told me to go to Alta Vista. <laughs> and then I went to Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves, which is and dead. Then I, but... And then G- Ask Jeeves brought me to GeoCities, <laughs> which brought me to Angel Fire. Oh man. Which brought me to IMDB. Oof. So Circle IMDB actually has a category labeled top oil and gas films huh so it's like so, a genre okay. best films about oil according to type priest <laughs> well thank god <laughs> and for that so, reference well that's that's <laughs> the name of the the author type priest <laughs> yeah i'm not oh, sure man. what that means but okay uh, i'm not gonna click uh, on it either No, i don't, know, I don't, I don't but, want the
2: cookies yeah, involved with that don't, name no, uh-uh. don't do an image search <laughs> so what's tight priest got for us so
0: let's see what we got here uh number well we're just gonna start with number one and go backwards okay so go we'll do about 10 of them from one uh his number one is called local hero 1983 local hero an american oil company sends a man to scotland to buy up an entire village where they want to build a refinery but things don't go as expected stars burt lancaster
2: Wow. Hmm. Never even heard of it. I've never I'm heard of it either. He meets a
0: obstinate yet plucky girl falls in love and changes his mind. If that's what you expect, they don't go that way because really? things don't go as expected. Well, yes, Right
2: in the title. Yes. But that's not what you'd expect.
0: Local hero. I actually, I've never heard of this no, movie. I do like Burt Lancaster, though. I've, it surprises me, though. So, folks, if, if anybody 1983? out there has heard of this movie, we'd love to hear from you. Studio at thecrudelife.com. Yeah, whether send us a, a review. A or not. Uh, but maybe I'll have to watch it because apparently by Ty Priest at IMDB, it's the number <laughs> one oil and gas movie with the headline, Best Films About Oil. You can't front on that. Number two is actually one of my favorite movies, and I have seen this. And I did watch this as white noise in the past year, which is know. There Will Be Blood. Oh, great movie. With Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Uh, here's the description. Story of family, religion, hatred, oil, and madness, focusing on a turn-of-the-century prospector in the early days of the business. Yeah. I remember when I first watched this in 2007 when it came out. God, has it been that long? It Jeez. has been. When I first watched this, I remember having this conversation with my then girlfriend at the time. I said, it scared me that I was a lot more relatable to that character than I wanted to be. Which one? The the Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Because he was, man, he was a madness is right. He was a madman. He was an entrepreneurial madman. And anybody who's a, a true entrepreneur knows what that means. It's it's not you're a bad person. You just get so focused. On getting that that entrepreneurial goal done, that other people cannot understand your madness it wasn't even about the money for him or it the was, murder. It
2: was it was just about getting the oil. It was just about getting it.
0: Yeah, and where him and I kind of went different directions is that I didn't send my kid away on on a train. Yeah, because he got in my way. Right. You know, for me, I actually changed my business model to accommodate my kid, Mm -hmm. to be honest.
2: Which is what you'd hope people would
0: do. One of the reasons that we did go uh, hope, inclusion, diversity, all the above when it comes to people, you know, where where we we wanted to make sure that energy was about everybody Mm -hmm. was because that's the world I wanted my kid to grow up in. And it's the world they are going to grow
2: up in. Our kids are growing up in that world where they're going to be making those choices. Mm -hmm. And right now they're
0: getting... They're just getting bombarded. We had oil companies that wouldn't sponsor us because we would not go political. We wanted to stay non political, but they wanted us to yeah. go political See, because of our research ability. And what I'm seeing, what I think I'm seeing more and more
2: from marketing departments is, is they're more interested in can you attack? It's not about yeah. can you create a conversation? It's can you score points for us? It's changing, though. No, I it's changing.
0: So. After talking to that reporter, that twenty-five-year-old reporter, that gives me hope. You know, gave somebody me a that's lot of hope.
2: That age, that you know, they've got that that energy, and they haven't been beaten down yet mm-hmm. enough by life, so they're going to keep rocking it.
0: Number three, best films about oil, according to Thai priest, according to IMDb. <laughs> Number three, which is another fantastic movie, Three Kings, stars George Clooney, oh, yeah. Marky Mark, Walt, Mark Malberg, and then Ice
2: Cube. Yep, and that was uh, really Marky Mark's first serious role, I think, uh, and Ice Cube not so much. But it was sort of like him expanding out. That was a, that was during the first Iraq uh, Wars where that took place, mm-hmm. right? Yeah,
0: they basically okay. Well, here's the description. In the aftermath of the Persian Gulf war, four soldiers set out to steal gold that was stolen from Kuwait, but they discover people who desperately need their help. It was um I I liked that movie a lot. Yeah. I I remember that was one of the first movies that showed kind of that uh computer enhanced uh bullet going through the the body mm-hmm. and you know what i mean by yeah. that yeah. house came with that later mm-hmm. uh the, the show house was very good at that too where it shows that kind of that microscopic blown up here's what happens
2: yeah it's visual really like striking you know it had an effect i remember seeing that actually in the theater three kings and uh you know, of course, having lived there through the Gulf War, you know, it's kind of an interesting or through a desert storm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, that was one of the first things I ever saw George Clooney in, too.
0: Number four. I have not seen this movie. You have, because we talked about this movie before. Number four, 1956. I bet you can guess what it is. Oh. Giant. Oh, yes starring Elizabeth Taylor Rock Hudson James Dean and Carol Baker sprawling epic covering the life of a Texas cattle rancher and his family and associates so, you should see it I've never seen it you what's should. it about I mean like it, well that's
2: pretty much it I mean it's it's this sweeping uh, you know epic uh, that takes place you know across Texas and with the ranching and with uh, the oil and and just these bigger than life personalities and it's shot beautifully I mean it's epic. And I think it was really sort of a jump point for James Dean where he was going to start doing serious stuff, you know, more getting outside of his uh, Mm -hmm. teen persona.
0: Number five movie I have not seen, which you have seen. I think you mentioned it uh, leading into this. Syriana. Yes. 2005. I always wanted to see it, but then I had a kid and life changed. <laughs> Priority <laughs> Funny shift. Funny how that man. works, No, huh? it totally does. It uh, politically charged epic about the state of oil industry in the hands of those personally involved in and affected by it. Okay, now, I didn't realize that's what it was about, Syriana. I didn't know that. I thought it was a little bit more about, like, terrorism.
2: No, it's, it's,
0: there is terrorism
2: in it, but it's in service of the...
0: Oh, Amanda Pete's in there. Oh, Amanda Pete. uh, It was a tough movie
2: to watch. Um,
0: Matt Damon's in it.
2: Yep. Yeah. It's an ensemble type cast. It was It was tough to watch. It, it kind of bounced all over the place. The dialogue, you know, would sort of like start halfway in. You either had to be on the
0: train or off, you had to be paying attention in that movie. That's why I didn't watch it yeah. because I had a kid. You had a kid. And you don't pay m- attention to anything when you've got a that's, kid. <laughs> that's when, you know, watching things yeah. from 15 years ago yeah. as White Noise yeah. became popular at that point. Yeah. In 20 minute segments <laughs> between <laughs> diaper changes. So, Syriana... Giant, I got two I haven't seen yep. yet. I would recommend Giant over Syriana. Now, oh, except Local Hero. Yeah. Now, you've seen There Will Be Blood. Yep. You've seen Three Kings. Yep. You've seen Giant. Yep. You've seen Syriana. Yep. Okay. What's number six? Number six from 2016. Probably not. That Hell or High Water? Nope. A divorced father and his ex-con older brother resort to a desperate scheme in order to save their family's ranch in West Texas. Stars Chris Pine, Ben Foster, Jeff Bridges. Jeez. The dude. I don't think I even heard of it. The Big Lebowski. But from about 2010
2: on is when I stopped watching movies, really.
0: Here's another one. 2016, Deep Water Horizon. Starring Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Kurt Russell, a dramatization, dramatization, (laughs) dramaticization of the disaster in April 2010 when the offshore drilling rig called Deep Water Horizon exploded, resulting in the worst oil spill in American history. Is that why the reporter asked me about it? i'm guessing so because that i mean i bet he's this was impacted by Mm -hmm. him you know i mean he was 10 years was he 2016 five so he was a senior he was coming of age yeah Yeah. exactly okay that makes total sense i have not seen it no i
2: haven't either actually i you know i I read a lot about it and of course it was pretty polarizing i guess
0: i stay away from this stuff actually Mm -hmm. um unless there's a reason for me to watch it for research yeah like if if everybody's talking about it and it's being used against the industry okay maybe then i'd rather see a credible news documentary about it than a dramatized movie right This hell or high water i wonder what that's about anyway now see um, there's a lot of these that are like about ranching but where does the oil come in here's an interesting one boomtown here's number eight boomtown 1940 with clark gable spencer tracy wow Two buddies who rise from fly-by-night wildcatters to oil tycoons over a 20-year period both love the same woman. Well, oh, now I can see put why oil it was fun. Yep. You put movies out that out there like this with Clark Gable and Spencer Tracy Having fun going from you know rich rags to riches yeah. and, and there's a woman involved so it's relatable to the average person. Yeah, it's your perfect. Well, no formula. wonder people loved oil that's, and gas. That's a formula movie. It's great. Absolutely, it's and and see how they're using that same formula now for the environment. And yeah. they're using that against oil and gas. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, number nine from 2013, another oil and gas movie I have not seen or heard of called Pioneer. Didn't heard of that one either. A thriller set at the beginning of the 1980s, Norwegian oil boom and centered on a diver whose obsession with reaching the bottom of the Norwegian sea leads to tragedy. Well, yeah. that's interesting. Now that I would actually kind of watch. It
2: sounds kind of interesting, yeah.
0: Well, because they're they're gonna they're gonna go drill they're for drilling, oil. Yeah, so that's and, the connection. And it's the exploration yeah. to see, okay, what yeah. are we gonna do first? Yeah. People don't think of that. I'd be fascinated to learn more if we could ever get somebody
2: on here to talk about, you know, underwater drilling.
0: Oh, we can, we can. In fact, I, that's a great idea. We should do a, like a week long. Uh, show on just offshore drilling, yeah. You know absolutely. the different segments. You know, mm-hmm. like
2: like the caterer. I love the caterer. That's that exactly what I was thinking. Talking about keeping those guys in good food for weeks at a time. You know,
0: and maybe like the, the bathroom guy. Yep. You know, is that do you ship it off or just dump it in the ocean? Yeah, really the septic. I mean, right? Work, just man. things like yes. that. Just yeah. find out the like maybe that's just one show. The idiosyncrasies of the offshore drilling. And then the next day, it's the it's the early exploration, and then the next. Day, it's the construction. Yeah, I mean, well, dude, the engineering on that kind of stuff. Just, uh, I always. How, it. how Love long it. would it take to construct one of those rigs out yeah. on the
2: shore and offshore? Y- you know, somebody's uh, using them uh, for launch pads. Launch pads. <laughs> yeah, I read an article about Elon Musk using them for launch pads. Remember?
0: Oh yes, <laughs> yes. What's your
2: just teasing, man?
0: What's your what's your new <laughs> lord and savior? Idolized. New- Leader, nah. What's I he just up to? his money, I
2: just want him to give us a hundred million dollars to do the industrial. For the man us.
0: who finally understands oil and gas. <laughs> I Which is sad, right? No, it's great. I think it's great. If, if you know what, if he's gonna bring. The, the the people to to like oil and gas, okay, I'm you for You could it. do a
2: lot worse than somebody with his resources advocating for it.
0: I'm for it, man. Yeah. I mean, if this is the new normal where if if the only thing that makes you a credible source is you got to be a billionaire and have government money, well, okay. Sign me up. Better than Bill Gates.
2: Was I that mean, the end of the... I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. No, I, was um, I just didn't want us to get off on our tangents too Too late, man. I know, right? Was that 9? Friday.
0: What time is it? Anyways... Okay, so number 10. We got to get to number 10. Oh, no, we got to get to number 11. Number 10 is called Thunder Bay. Never heard of it. 1953 stars James Stewart. Huh. Damn. Shrimpers and oilmen clash when an ambitious wildcatter begins construction of an offshore oil rig. You know what's interesting? Look, I didn't even know that was the next one. Uh, yeah, that's. Now I should watch Thunder Bay this weekend. I'm inspired now. The shrimper, Forrest Gump. Against there will be blood. (laughs) Now that's a movie. Forget Jason v. Freddy. Forget Predator v. Alien. Bubba Gump shrimp verse. Bubba Gump versus (laughs) there will be blood. What was his name again? Damn it! Uh, I don't remember. It would have been such a better bit if Jr. Ewing. There we go. Jr. Ewing. There you go from Dallas. Bubba Gump versus Jr. Ewing tonight. Okay, number 11, just because I heard of this movie, Mad Max 2. Oh, yeah. 1981. So uh, the post-apocalyptic Australian wasteland and cynical drifter agrees to help a small, gasoline-rich community escape the horde of bandits, starring Mel Gibson. <laughs> By the way, that's I love- it has got
2: to be the most sterile <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> but I, lo- I love the fact
0: that Mad Max 2 is ranked higher than Mad Max 1. Well, I got to admit, that's what I grew up with, right? Interesting, by the way, I'm just kind of going down a little bit. Network, number 14. I didn't know network was about uh, oil and gas, but it's a television network cynically exploits a deranged former anchor's ravings and revelations about the news media for its own profit. I have no idea why this is in there. Because I've seen that movie, and I didn't realize that was even oil and gas related. Yeah, I saw I, it a long time I ago. I if that's
2: a little bit of a stretch. There.
0: Well, in media, it's one you watch. Yeah. Maybe in college type of a thing, because it it basically, it, that's a great description. It's a, a network se- sees that a guy is deranged, and they exploit it for profit. And this is 30, 40 years ago. This it's movie came 1976, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Five yeah. Easy Pieces. Okay, number 16. That's a great movie. Looking down, a few that I've seen: the Abyss, nineteen eighty-nine, number twenty; Urban Cowboy, nineteen eighty. I didn't know that was it. The Gray. All right, now we're getting into some now, bad
2: see, stuff there. You know what's interesting about this list is, if anything that came out after the eighties, the 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 message is usually
0: negative. It is, and instead, it, as opposed to the Wildcatter, right? Here's here's one that we're going to end with here because I'm looking at the time and it's number 28 on the list because you're right. Most of them were actually from the 50s and 60s. Yeah. The and message they, changed. The message totally changed. Yeah. This is we didn't, Folks, we didn't actually try to get into this existential part of it, but we're existential energy here. So even when we try to do something specific like a top 10 list, we, we get existential, baby. Go. Never know where it's going So go. number 28 on the list, 1998. One of the most... Crap-tastic, awful movies you will ever see Armageddon. Oh, Armageddon. I was waiting for that one. Oh, my goodness. Okay, here's the description. Ready? <sighs> I want to hear this. Yep. After discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas... Oh, my God. I know, you
2: even right? had to it's, get it, Texas it, it, in bring, there. It, so it's Texas is coming to destroy the world.
0: <laughs> okay. Texas versus Earth. <laughs> we got to start over on the Okay. <laughs> After discovering that an asteroid the size of Texas is going to impact Earth in less than a month, NASA recruits a misfit team of deep core drillers to save the planet. Less than a month. (laughs) Director Michael Bay. Stars Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, Ben Affleck, and Liv Tyler. I forgot Billy Bob Thornton was in that movie. He's the best part of the movie. I know. He was the only one that actually. Even Bruce Willis had a hard time. He kept. Bruce Willis kept Jimmy Fallon during the show. He kept cracking up. Yeah, he was just basically chewing through that scene. I want to know how many takes it took him to say, that's not the way a driller does it. You got to have driller talk. When he started started correcting the people on the drilling talk. That guy had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah. You could see it on his face, <laughs> and he was trying not to crack up because it. you knew for those guys, the bunch of actors trying to act like a bunch of roughnecks, yeah. it was like that Blue Oyster Cult skit with Will Ferrell, I Need More Cowbell, where everybody's trying not to crack up. Yeah, I totally like, you need more drilling because for them, that's funny. That well, that's funny to them. Like you need more cowbell. Michael Bay is all about more cowbell. Totally, I mean, that was like
2: peak Michael Bay right there. Man.
0: Well, for them, this was a love story. Remember, yeah. this was a love story yeah. movie. Ben Affleck. The, the drilling Tyler. was just kind of secondary, yeah. like the cowbell. Yeah, I know it was <laughs> like, right? right. That's that's why this just cracked me up because Bruce Willis. He, they tried to make, they tried to make the cowbell the lead, and what they, they tried to do it with Die Hard, and it just. It just didn't work, fall apart. Oh, just that movie was just fabulously craptastic. I mean, it was... There
2: was a period in the 90s and towards the end of the 90s where you just got a lot of those disaster craptastic movies.
0: Volcano, Deep Impact, uh, Armageddon. Deep um, Impact wasn't as bad. Dante's Peak. um, Because some of the visuals were kind of neat and it was a little more realistic and, and this and that. But this one almost seemed like the script what was a and the movie and started with a song. Yeah, like
2: Aerosmith said,
0: we got a great song. Yeah, and I'm then write
2: this song about my daughter, which is a little
0: creepy. <laughs> exactly, but then you're going to
2: make a movie.
0: We got this great song. We'd like our daughter to be in it. And Michael Bay went <laughs> drilling to asteroid. let's do it. Yeah, fast track it done
2: yeah seriously it's like the same people that came up with this the idea to do gremlins two. you know which hulk hogan was in by the way he got he got all mad he about. broke the fourth wall best cameo ever
0: we will have to do worst sequels of all time oh, yeah and gremlins two will be in there just like caddyshack two, which gets my vote every time Folks, when we come back, we've got an interesting social media story for you because like we're telling you, folks, we are tracking the ever-changing world of social media because it's happening right before our eyes. I just talked to another guy this week who got his hand slapped by a company because his personal YouTube page, which he was posting on during the day during work hours, got a little controversial. One of the guests did, and the company wanted it to be a little more vanilla, his personal youtube page so yeah where does where does your private life begin so what all we're talking about folks you'll never believe this new story we have for you coming up next here on the play hard work hard morning show my name is jason spease that is sterling frackleberry hound is finally stop humping my arm all right. finally all right let's go to break
1: i all right well i'm doing okay well, i'm here for the moment you and I'm on my way I even I stand what I have to say. I just be on my way. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The music heard on the Crude Life morning show, play hard, work hard, is by the Moody River Band. The Crude Life, play hard, work hard, is sponsored in part by...
0: If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases, and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today.
1: The industrial forest.
0: It takes an industry to build a forest. industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out the industrialforest.com. That's the industrialforest.com. Play
1: hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard.
0: Welcome back to the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. My name is Jason Speece. That is Sterling. In the background, if you hear some noises, that is Frackleberry Hound. Otis's. is tending to are very much in heat. Nice catch. Frackleberry Hound. Oh, boy. you know, in Content when,
2: crunching in the background. When
0: the dog's in heat, yeah, you have to me be next time. very careful because Clearly. just a second, if they get away yeah. pregnant. I'm afraid to turn my back on her. So, folks, apologize for that. But anyway, this, hey, is, this is live, live. So we're going to keep going.
2: And, uh, we do it on a shoestring, and we, do it, we keep it real.
0: <laughs> Coming up now, oh, by the way, Mike Marceal joining us in the work hard portion of the program. He's going to talk about some Bakken indicators that he's noticing out there, as well as a few little banking things, coal. Uh, he's got a number of different topics to talk about. But for now, we're going to talk about some social media shenanigans. The, the social media shamers, the social media police. Carfuffles. I'm starting to call them now the social media shamers and shapers. Can we do an acronym? Because they're shaping and shaming. They're, they're shaming people so that they can shape society. Yeah. Okay. So what we have here is a, a news story. Let's, but
2: who's shaping
0: it? That's I don't what know. I always wonder. I mean, is there like a. Is there like a mono? Is there like
2: a Bond supervillain out there somewhere? Or is it really just all of us randomly doing our stuff? I don't know, man. All right. Know. You're going to like this story for Not a couple sure, of reasons, I'll mainly because start. it's Catholic. And I know you are a devout Catholic. So a California only fan's mom says Catholic school kicked her sons out over her webpage. So what? Wait,
0: wait, wait. Uh, Calif- what? No, California only?
2: Yeah, this headline sucks. I apologize. California Only Fans Mom says Catholic school kicked out son's over page. Seriously, man. <laughs> I need so, to go to journalism that's school. That's an awful headline. That's an awful headline. It that, because that just doesn't but, even what make what they're any saying
0: sense is that the California is part of the that, this is from Shitt's Creek Moira's Roses Moira's Garden. This only is where Fans Mom. Come it's on. A, it's a California mom. That happens to have an OnlyFans page, right? Yes. Okay, so go on. Sorry. And
2: for those that don't know, which included me not too long ago, OnlyFans is a, a pay website where you can post content. Some of it is adult, although it's not considered to be a pornographic site. Crystal Jackson.
0: No, a lot of celebrities name, use it.
2: A lot of celebrities use name, it. Great mm-hmm. name. Is the California mother making headlines after her OnlyFans account, on which she uses the name Tiffany Dexter? Wait Both of those a are great porn What was names. your real name? Crystal Jackson. Great name, right. Tiffany Poindexter. Worst I, name. Yeah, but I kind of like this, this sort of, I guess it's sort of like sexy nerdy. You definitely know it's fake. She attracted scorn from other parents in her community. Scorn. Scorn. Jackson says her three sons have now been expelled from their Catholic school over her posts on the adult social platform. Hmm. Yeah, this article is horrible and it wasn't even edited. She said that other parents sent her photos to the school's principal and the diocese, resulting in her children's expulsion. So that sets it up. Kids got expelled. Kids got expelled. Listen to this: Jackson and her husband, Chris Jackson, told the Sun they launched the OnlyFans account in 2019 as a fun way to spice up their marriage after she went through menopause. According to the New York Post, the Mrs. Pointexter persona now earns them more than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. A month. A month? A month. Wait. How much? A month. A month. How how does she make that money? Well, now I'm really curious because I need to start a site or something here. (laughs) So apparently, uh, she mostly posts risque pictures, not necessarily nudes. And I don't think there's any pornography that's actually. Uh, She started snapping the sexy photos with her husband as a fun activity to breathe new life into her marriage. She's told uh, people that the relationship had gone downhill. They were headed toward divorce. She'd started to go through menopause. She said, I was missing that intimacy we had, and a lot of it was because I was going through menopause. No matter what you do, you don't feel attracted or sexy. It was her husband's idea to post a picture of her wearing a bikini on Reddit. We started in 2019, and no one knew about it. On Reddit. So they were doing it as a way to spice things up. They decided to go for it on the OnlyFans page.
0: There's no kink shaming during the play hard portion of Man. the show. No kink shaming. Fifty
2: thousand dollars a month. From I'm not fans. sure how
0: p- taking pictures of of your significant other and posting them online is going to turn the couple's magic on. But hey, that's like I said, no kink shaming here. So continue Absolutely, with the story. And I can totally
2: see it. Jackson yeah. told people that about twenty to thirty percent of her OnlyFans image contained nudity. Which she says so are presented she was nude. in a tasteful manner and are not pornographic. Whatever. She says That's... the husband had bolstered her confidence and improved the relationship or the pictures have with her husband.
0: Dude, you got to realize a lot of these people in power still know what the word gams mean. Well, they, 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 were, they were alive when you couldn't show anything below the knees or above the knees. Yeah.
2: What's interesting to me is how did this come up, right? Okay. How did, how did she get found out?
0: Okay, so let's just kind of recap here, just for a second, just to get people caught up because I want to make sure I'm following this. The mother of the three boys who were expelled, her and her husband started having marital problems. Mm -hmm. So in order to correct the marital problems, they decided to post pictures online of... Her or
2: him and her or just her? Sounded like it sounds like it was you know just sort of sexy pictures of her that they would post anonymously online. The idea I'm guessing being you know sort of like people are watching you, and then it developed. It was suggested to her because of a good response that she looked into OnlyFans. Great, okay. So she looked into that, and if
0: anybody out there is judging it, hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. That's the free market. Yeah. responding.
2: It's also legal.
0: What's what I'm saying. That's a free market. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Like is. I'm not going to pay her a dime. How much is she charging? I'm really curious now. I'm, um, I'm, I'm an idiot. I, I, I roll the dice it doesn't, it doesn't and spend money so. on dinners and flowers and right. candies to try to get my pornography, I guess. <laughs> I, try to, I try to get mine in the flesh in real time. You know, that's, I'm, I'm
2: that idiot. Well, you know, it begs the question is that how does that come to
0: light? How does somebody find you? New Shell Company. What? Sidebar. Uber Eats of Prostitution. You get you develop the app. I don't we come up with a name. Okay. But it's probably legal in Nye County in Nevada, where it's okay. legal. Yeah, I was but gonna say you gotta pick your pick your places there. Well, they probably have that. Never uh, mind. It probably it is probably, something. Yeah, it's probably, actually, probably the chicken bunny. I'll tell app you the story later,
2: but I worked at a place where next door it was a call girl center, so there was people coming in and out all the time, and they would get You know, in cars with the bouncer guy that would take him to the job. So it was like that already. You're talking about franchising it, though. I love that. So back to the story. Yes. Miss Jackson, (laughs) she wrote on February 22nd.
0: The fact, however, come on, you had to came. do it. It's
2: Friday. It's beautiful.
0: <laughs> I am Miss Jackson. I am full. Isn't that the song? Yeah, that's okay. what I'm thinking. Yeah.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> so she wrote on February 22nd The fact is, people in my community became aware of me in the first place because husbands cruising the net for sexy girls. I became a large enough present on the internet
0: that the world's collided. There's a South Park episode on this yep. about Kyle's mom's bush that everybody knew about it, but nobody saw it.
3: she
2: speculated that the controversy surrounding her online activity started because one man at their children's school told his wife about her photos there was a single dad that found me and couldn't keep his mouth shut and told his wife prior to him other dads had found me and in accordance with man code kept their mouth shut
0: (laughs) man code yep Yep. good for her oh that's a quote right that's a, that's a quote from yeah. her? Good for her pulling. Actually, it
2: ends with, a, with an F-bomb, but yeah. Either way, it's yeah, good for her for pulling out yeah. the man code word. She's definitely not happy. Yeah. Bros,
0: for bro, bros before hoes would have been accepted too. Man.
2: <laughs> Jackson says other mothers bullied her and sent her images. Oh, I couldn't even imagine what Catholic that family diocese. went through.
0: Oh my, could, could you imagine? Could you even imagine? I mean, a public school might expel you, let alone a private school. A Catholic private school, on top of that, it's not a Montessori. Well, no, it's you know, anytime you're paying to go to a school, they have it's like you're paying. You're, but we you're, have
2: the right to refuse service to anyone.
0: You're paying for their rules. Yeah, you're paying for the rules exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, hey, I went to a boarding it, school, man. I you, you it, lived by their rules. It's a Debbie Downer way to look at it, yeah. but you're that's it, kind of what oh. you're paying for. You, you you go you go to the country club. You're paying for their rules. Yeah, Keeps exactly. out the riffraff. Well, yeah. Me being the riffraff. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I wouldn't want to go to the country club anyway, man. This just. This I wouldn't just want blows to be a part mind. of any
0: club that would have me. <laughs> That's Groucho Marx. Oh, Remember him? Man. Yeah, oh, yeah. I saw. I read about him in history class. Yeah, yeah he was a
2: classic, man. Yeah. So I'm just curious, what do you think about this, right? So the kids get expelled,
0: she's getting bullied by other mothers. Um, Boy, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, so. Number 1, it's it's it the whole like I said the kink shaming part. The easy is th- just judging the couple on their choice of trying to spice up the bedroom, okay? Because what they did is is they brought the bedroom to the world, mm-hmm. okay? So
2: you know, I think if like we said, if you're paying for it, you're paying for the rules. So It's a little different. Yeah, but it, I definitely can understand their point of view of saying, we don't want you around anymore. It's why they do, you know, why they, why the reasons they give that drive me crazy.
0: But again, it goes back to um, their children involved. So you have to think about the ramifications, what your actions are going to do for, for your children. True. And in today's day and age, what a par- lot of parents don't understand is that it goes beyond just spending time with them and reading to them. It also goes to how the media is going to project you and portray you. And listen, I, I ended up in the paper when I got my DUI, okay? And I, was, I, and I was on the news between the murderer and the rapist. And you always get the best speaking oh, positions. Just right in between the two there, right? Jeez. So my goodness. So, and I was what, 15 years ago, whatever it was, and it was uh, 14 because Otis, Otis was a year old right around that time. And um, that, boy, that was, it's, it still shocks me today, you know, that type of thing. So, the, the, that part is real, you know, and I, going forward, I learned the hard way, but I had to think about how my actions mm-hmm. impact my son's future. So there's that part of the story. Yeah. Then there's the actual school part which mm-hmm. is what are you a narc? I mean what I mean what what are you yesterday? I mean come on well, that's the thing. Is it's she just it, makes she just makes one hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. Go get money from her. Don't expel her. Go get more money from right? her. Go it's, go build a library. Yeah, see if she wants to become a, a,
2: a you know sponsor.
0: Figure out how the universities do it. Private school then <laughs> <laughs> turn that turn that crap into diamonds. Oh man! So you got that angle right. But then you also have the, why punish the kids for what the parents did? Yeah, and so she, uh,
2: Jack, Ms. Jackson shared the email that she received from the Sacred Heart Parish principal, Teresa Sparks.
0: Sacred Heart. Uh, so it said- Ironic name at this yeah, point.
2: right. Your apparent quest for high-profile controversy in support of your adult website is in direct conflict with what we hope to impart to our students and is directly opposed to the policies laid out in our parent-student handbook. We therefore require that you find another school for your children and have no further association with ours.
0: Another example of rank prejudice, ma'am. what we have going moment. on here
2: Yeah, so she's hoping that they can get them into another Catholic school, but obviously she's feeling like they're probably
0: blackballed. yeah and then there's this just the whole part of uh, what part do you even have a home life anymore? Do you even have a private life anymore? Is your work life part of your home life, et cetera? So, I mean, if we're working from our homes and we have social media accounts, you know, there up till now, people probably wore three or four different masks or oh yeah faces. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Yeah. so you have you have your if you're you're alone in the woods by yourself, you're gonna be. Who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. It might take a week, but eventually Shoot, anytime
2: you get in your own car for longer than two hours, you're gonna be who you are. Uh,
0: yeah, for, for yeah. most. But yeah. some people they, they, they gotta just find out who they are first. Okay. So that's true. Next that's true. one is your work self. So you got your work self. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have your spouse self or your significant other, you know, the per, your romantic person that you're with. You know, you're not the same person alone that you are with them. Mm-hmm. And you're not the same person at work than you are with the other two of them well then you got your social media self yeah which is like a blending of all of them it's just so a minimum a person has three or four because if you're single like me you don't really have that significant other no it's more you no it's but i got my son that i got family yeah Yeah. and 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 frackleberry frackleberry. she's family so and then of course each friend you have a different face and this and that because you know some some friends I don't talk about certain types of music because I know it's triggers for them. Other friends I know that I can't talk about this because of that. Packer people I just stay away from, you know, <laughs> Green Green Bay Packer fans because they're just nauseating. It's Just safer that way. Oh, aren't you know, they this nauseating? This one
2: is every kinds of crazy in a bag of chips. I mean, really, because you know, it this the kids get totally blamed for it they get Mm -hmm. punished for it you know that on one level yeah you do things and you put them out there on the internet and you're asking for money and you're clearly being public about it then there may be repercussions there Mm -hmm. may be consequences it's just it's unfortunate because you wonder about the what is the moral quandary there one of the people one of the anonymous parents said that their main concern was that they thought that the boys in the school would be confused
0: well i'm Pretty I'm sure pretty there's gonna sure be no confusion, not gonna be there. Any confusion there. No, there might be some credit card bills and some <laughs> some uh, quotes from American Pie involving Stifler's mother, right? And, yep. uh, and Stacy's mom. Yeah. That song. I'm guessing revenues are probably actually going to go up now. Does it say how much she charges per I month? Because if she's that. making a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, find out for us. I can't imagine she's charging more than ten or twenty bucks a month.
2: I wouldn't think so, but I so, wonder how many fans you get for something like that.
0: Well, you um, need quite a few. Yeah, I mean... That's what I'm saying. That, that if, if that's true, she's making, if she's making $10,000 a month, that's the marketplace responding, mm-hmm. saying, I want this type of stuff. Which You is know, it's, it's one of those things where,
2: I mean... Weird. Maybe I'm just old enough that I can be like, yeah, I'm conservative enough where the idea of that being public might bother me, but I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm much more libertarian now. Where it's like, if it's not illegal, I don't, mind you know,
0: it doesn't matter what you do. I just looked at the internet as a way that it's just Playboy. It hurt anyone. Playboy evolving. I mean, for a lot of this porn stuff and a lot of these different Dude, things, it's a
2: golden age of porn. Every
0: kid can access it anytime they want. I know they got a box. It that they can access during school yeah, if they want. It's, <laughs> and so, but but Playboy uh, has gone out of business or. They stop publishing, I right? Think, yeah, a magazine,
1: I and think so they do. it's all online.
0: This is just an example of what's happened. Is that mm-hmm. for those people who don't necessarily want actual nudity and want, say, just some bikini model or something? Well, there's a, there's a whole bunch of sites for that. Dude, a, and if they want, you know, people who are you know, drinking coffee while they urinate? Well, apparently there's a site for that too. I'm sure there is. And that's more of the hustler crowd, right? And this sounds pretty <laughs> tame compared to that, man. Yeah, well, there's OnlyFans. I know a lot of celebrities and a lot of wrestlers, mm-hmm. professional wrestler females. Um, in fact, uh, Zelina Vega, who was a, uh, a manager wrestler. is uh, she
2: making more money on this?
0: She's making more money on OnlyFans not doing nudity. Yeah. Just her and her little outfits doing cosplay and stuff she because she got a whole cosplay following to where she has a brand she has a definite brand right the wwe tried to institute a new policy on social media she said "Uh uh-uh i make more money without you yeah goodbye goodbye (laughs) And so that doesn't surprise me, but it's too bad that it's uh, the kids were getting expelled. So that's right. There's so many different angles in this story that it's um, it should be talked about by a lot of different outfits actually, because it's a very important one because there can be some not only legal precedent set, but there can be some social precedent set because if one one voice of the social shapers gets too loud, then that's going to be the momentum going forward. You know what I mean?
2: You know, I think the whole way you were talking earlier about social media in general and this sort of canceling out, you know, it's like, it just seems like what mom used to say. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. So I just try to be pretty quiet on social media. I'm not looking to argue. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for that kind of attention because it can get horrible
0: really quick nowadays. It's unfortunate, though, because there's a lot of people out there that don't follow that.
2: Oh, yeah. there's. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. Everybody can shout
0: from the top of their lungs whatever they want. So you know what I do? Hmm. I just tune it out and don't do the social media <laughs> stuff. So
2: That's, you know, we all have our silos, man. All, all right. right,
0: when we come back. Oh, by the way, Mark Marceal coming up in the latter part of the program. News is coming up next, and we'll have that this story here linked. It is Friday, folks. Oh, my goodness. It's Thank almost God. to the weekend.
1: Well, the circuit holds the power of the hour, and the light switch turns your tongue sour. There's no way to explain how the sky
0: that way It's the same.
1: you mind blown you mind
2: blown i show you something that's never been shown you
1: mind blown you mind blown And that's all you need to know Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com Music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show Play Hard Work Hard is by the Moody River Band. The Crude Life with Jason Speece.
0: Thank you for joining the program today. If you
3: want to look at America, you go to Permian and the Bakken, and, and that's what America should be, united as one. And that's exactly what we are. And then, you know, that's what I love about the oil and gas industry. One county in Kansas, one single county, produced 9% of the world's oil. That was the oil that won World War One, As a British said from the floor of parliament, the Allies floated to victory on a sea of oil.
4: Work sticked out here in the Permian Basin.
3: Yeah, leadership really needs to take a look at how it, we've been doing things and constantly make changes in how we can do things better. Commodities are always, 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 any commodity business, whether it's milk or whether it's oil or whether it's apples, they always are boom or bust because the solution to low prices is high prices.
2: The solution to high prices is, you know, is high prices. It's
3: a big issue. You know, it's kind of red riding hood syndrome here, people making out the industry to be the big bad
1: wolf.
0: And on top of that, you know, you would get a nice increase in pay, as I'm sure most of us
2: all know, when you move to oil field areas, you get a a nice little bump in pay.
1: After him and I having five margaritas over at the Cork and Pig, I called my boyfriend and I was like, hey, do you want to move to Texas? And he was like, yeah, when when are we moving?
2: (laughs) And honestly, we moved about a month after that.
1: This oil and gas industry, I've met some of the best people I've ever met in my life doing this. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard.
0: Welcome back to the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. My name is Jason Spies. That is Sterling. We are going to do some news, and then we're going to hand it off to Mike Marceal, and actually myself. <laughs> and I'm doing the yeah, interview today. you don't today. get to go anywhere. And, oh, boy, how am I going <laughs> to straighten my head for that one? Oh, he's, he's jazzed up, ready yeah. to go. Oh, yeah, he's, he's got a few things to say. Get your game say. face on, man. Well, it, he knows that uh, people are starting to um, speak up now and in a lot of different avenues because, you know, the president of the United States has a lot of federal bans in a lot of different areas.
2: A lot of executive orders
0: flying out the ship. And, there. Um, you know, we live in a world where – a lot more people are, are non manufacturers they're more what are they called thought workers i think they're called white white collar I mean, but it's a it's like a thought working industry i believe it's called something
2: that covid has really exposed i think it, this without work a doubt. From home you know as you realize how many how many people were able to to coast through this fairly unaffected being able to work from home i, I some of my family like that you know that work for the government
0: uh, now companies are finding out by the way that they don't need all these people.
2: Yeah. Well, no, that's the next level. Oh, no, dude, it's like the last recession. So they found out that I they know. could do more or you know get
0: more with less. Here's one thing, by the way, before we get into the news. Um, afterwards, I went to the bar at um, in and in, in the Bakken, mm-hmm. right? And I was kind of eavesdropping <laughs> conversations that were happening, okay? And a lot of them were about. And keep in mind, these were people that were concerned. Okay, and so this wasn't gossip. Mm. This was talks people of talking. concern about how many people were going to be laid off from X Y Z company, oh, and if so and so was going to get laid off, and you know if so and so could get rehired somewhere, and this and that. Um, there was a lot of that I I was I was eavesdropping on, and I, I had to leave. It was. It was just. I, it was too Didn't depressing. To in? Yeah, it was because yeah. I, I. I was just around so much positivity. And by the way, it, well, not, yeah. it wasn't just all oil and gas. By the way, it no. was that's what I mean. It was the at the bar, yeah. so it was different yeah. pockets of. And some were oil and yeah. gas, but some was manufacturing, and, and some well, was you know oil you know, and gas or whatever. Is so
2: intertwined, especially in North Dakota. I mean, See, it, everything yeah. downstream gets affected.
0: So a lot of people are concerned out there with the uncertainty out there. So you know what? If if, if you have a job and you got an employer, maybe give them a call maybe give them a give them a nice <laughs> thank you and you know maybe thank your See, wife for being supportive your husband what I'm for being supportive about, though, <laughs> you know
2: is in some cases companies are taking advantage of the fact that that they can get more out of their employees with less employees well, I'm sure you know so're it's like you're asking them to do the impossible and they do it I'll give you and an example you keep
0: telling them to do that I'll give you an example one guy uh, he did this with PPP money. Okay, so he uh, got down to basically the shell, but my my one buddy, he got hung on to. He, was, he got hired like a month before COVID, okay? Just but, enough time to... But because he could build homes, mm-hmm. he, the, and by the way, he, he was like an estimator, so he had an office job, okay. and he only took the job because he, he basically took the first job that gave him benefits, but he should have been the first guy laid off. But instead... The owner needed three rooms remodeled at the place. So he put this guy to work as a general contractor, essentially. Yeah. He's like telling me all this stuff, and I'm going, dude, this guy's getting the deal of a lifetime. Yeah,
2: it's nice to walk
0: into that. He's getting you at minimum wage, essentially. Yeah. Well, and, and total like and, loyalty, too, Oh, man. totally, yeah. man. And, and all you're doing is retiling and putting new trusses in and right. just, I mean. But it's stuff he does. He knows how to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's not what he was hired for. Yeah. and so I told him I said dude you should probably go back and renegotiate your I go yeah shit he's probably making more as a contractor normally than he would be doing what he was Ooh, doing man it was, a contractor would have charged 10 times the amount yeah. that the guy was paying and keep in mind it was PPP money oh, so okay. the guy was all floating free anyways See, so. why didn't he just buy a yacht like Tom Brady and, and that's just one example though of a guy being clever and creative and and mm-hmm. no, not, I don't think there's anything illegal about what he no. did I hope that the guy would have given this dude a big bonus i was gonna say it's it's one of those like kind of feel-good stories but it
2: also on one level makes me worry because you could see how that could become really exploitive in a in a market where it's like you're so concerned about your employment that you're willing to basically take on more and more yeah. and
0: more oh that's that, that's what the 80s but was for the same pay you well, know? that's what the 80s was man <laughs> secret of my success michael j fox <laughs> and wall street <laughs> with charlie sheen and michael douglas just get as much out of them as you can. Yeah, milk it, know? man.
2: Just milk it. I, You know, I worked in collections at one point, you know, trying to go after yeah. college kids for bounce checks to dominoes and medical Jeez. bills and stuff like that, man. Talk about trying to squeeze blood from a stone. It no just can't get to happen. Let's do some news here. Well, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about a lot lately, and I am loving what I'm finding here. This is uh, Congressman, Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins. Congressman Higgins challenges Biden administration to stop using oil and gas products. This is just awesome. So Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins has filed a resolution challenging the Biden administration to operate without the use of any oil and gas energy petroleum based products. In doing so, Higgins wants to bring attention to the importance of the industry that is a staple of Louisiana's economy. It's our effort, he says, to demonstrate the absurdity of the false premise that life would just continue as
0: normal without America's oil and gas and petrochemical industry. I'm telling you, the fact that we put out there about the three-day strike and we want to get the conversation going, this is one of it right here. And and I'm not telling you that they're connected, but keep in
2: mind... I think it might be. I, mean, I this is what
0: he's basically saying. I huh? did say it to a US senator. He's making this I uh, know. You, did you say it to Kramer? I said it to Kramer. And he got he goes, "Oh no." Yeah. Oh yeah, but what we talked about was that at the end of the day the oil and gas worker would never do that. Okay? We would we would we would threaten it because we want the conversation to be had on the view and on sports shouting and all the other programs. Nobody wants to turn off heat that to their neighbor that have been demonizing the oil and gas industry jokingly yeah. because it's cool because they want to hang out with Leonardo DiCaprio because his eyes are so dreamy, okay? I know, he looks like he smells. I've heard rumors about him, by the way. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. well, you know, it's a small problem. So getting to back to where I, whatever I was getting at, <laughs> wherever you were going... Uh, go on, sorry No, it's exactly what, what you and I have been talking about Over and over again the last
2: couple of weeks Higgins says Many people don't realize that everyday products contain petroleum And restrictions on the oil and gas industry Impacts items behind, beyond gasoline It's all your plastics All your finishes all your composite It's all your glues, veneers, paints, carbon
0: fibers, Every piece of clothing you're wearing Higgins said he said it's the most
2: cleanest and most efficient industry in the US.
0: And what I found because this is the same approach I tried for years, okay? What I found is it's too much. It's too much. So, the approach that I found that's working is and you got to change it up. Okay? That's why I did the toothbrush for a while and that worked on some, didn't work on others. I sometimes I just say lunchables. Yeah. Like do you, do you want your lunchables to have a plastic film on it? Do you it? use Saran wrap? You know, that type Zip of thing. I'll balance. try that. But I, what I've done is I've started naming specifics mm-hmm. that connects with them. And my fun one is, do you want reusable flu shots? Do you want your COVID shot to have a fresh, never-been-used needle mm-hmm. that's in a plastic, sterile sterile container? Yeah. Or do you want to watch the nurse rinse it through the same thing that the dishwasher uses at the high host? One of those... One of those high temperature capacity, world. yeah, the ones. You, you know <laughs> yeah. where you put the dishes in, where you put yeah. the glasses in, vaporizes that's anything living. Be. Yeah, that's what it would be. You'd, yeah. you'd put in. You'd have some sort of uh, thing to put the hypodermic needles on, and you'd have to use glass ones. Is that is that the world you want to live in? Well, now you're having a different conversation with the people, and you're taking control of the narrative. Absolutely. So that that's I I, I applaud what he's doing, but what I'm saying is that that approach is not working on the average person because it's just too much.
2: Well, I agree. I think the way that the resolution and it seems to be worded is it really is trying to say, if you want to do this, because the president is pushing for a goal of 100% carbon-free energy sector by 2035, which I'm not really good with math, but is pretty soon. It's 15 years, yeah. 14 years. Right? Yeah. And I'm a little scared because it seems like it takes us a long time to play do hard, anything, So right? we're not doing yeah. math. Yeah. <laughs> So I yeah, I mean, I hope this really does jumpstart more of that conversation. Just like a strike would, but will never happen. But that idea, that's what we need to understand is if
0: we're gonna get rid of things, then we need to understand what that means. We gotta stop saying strike. It's three day vacation. And actually it's only a two day vacation because it's gonna be July fourth, fifth, and sixth and Because we're oil and gas workers, we don't even get July 4th off like everybody else. A lot of people get like four or five day weekends during that week, and everybody in oil and gas is working.
2: You couldn't live in Phoenix, Las Vegas, most of these parts in New Mexico. You could not exist there as a functioning society without electricity, oil, gas, I mean, all of these things.
0: Could you imagine what the, what would happen if all the oil and gas people who worked in oil and gas, like, yeah. you know, we're considered communications. At the end of the day, we're communications. We're not mining, okay? We're a communications industry that covers the mining industry, okay? A lot of truckers are the transportation industry that transport the mining industry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of people in the oil and gas industry that are not considered oil and gas by by the, the, the government. Right. What I'm telling you is that the people who work in the oil and gas industry, like me and you and all these other truckers... and a 3 day vacation would stop this economy tomorrow to the point to where like senator craver did he went oh my like well, you could yeah. hear the don't you dare say yeah. that
2: yeah <laughs> well you know it, it, it makes me think of because
0: well, operators that have a heart attack oh man well i, I mean, mean seriously. It,
2: because it, it would i mean that that's the type of thing that you and, can't even understand what the repercussions of that would be.
0: So here he's talking about you know let's let's put a resolution together to have no oil and gas products in the state of Louisiana. Okay, well, what so, he's saying is on he's saying his resolution is the federal government. Okay, needs great, to stop perfect. using oil and gas. So that's where we're going, and all I'm saying is that by me even suggesting. What I just did, based on an organic conversation with J.P. Warren and Senator Kramer, and us just kind of being somewhat snarky, th- this could like have the Secret Service show up because it would. Well, it would it would stop the economy, yeah, and, and that's legit, yeah. So that's why even talking about it, people don't want you even talking Plus, about it. it.
2: It's the type of thing where you would never be able to to really coordinate something like that. Oh no, think. it could happen.
0: Yeah. Oh no, in today's social media world, it could happen like that. Because you have people saying, "Oh, you want to ban us? Okay, let's try going without it first. That's why I'm saying but it could I, happen. Know, I, I think
2: too many people in the industry they wouldn't, you know.
0: Well, look what happened down in D.C. with uh, with the with the, the the guy with the flag and the oh, Jebediah Springfield hat and uh, and the the, the, Buffalo the, the, the Q-tip people, yeah. yeah, yeah, those guys. So anyway, yeah. what's the next news story? All right, so uh, Texas.
2: Because Texas is still dealing with that that horrible storm, Texas should pay people's massive post-storm energy bills. Houston mayor says. This comes off of your favorite Yahoo News. Oh. <laughs> Written by a robot. They kind of aggregate a lot of times. Though, yeah, too. It's, you never know where it's coming from. Uh, the mayor of Houston said Sunday the state of Texas should pay the exorbi- exorbitant, exorbitant, exorbitant. Mm-hmm. Thank you, exorbitant energy bills reported by many Texans following disastrous winter weather last week that knocked out power for millions. So many residents have reported uh, stratospheric energy bills. Man, they really like those words. Some in the thousands of dollars as snow, ice, and historic cold wrought havoc across the state and left dozens dead. So we all learned, I think anybody who lives outside of Texas and was uninformed, that Texas electricity grid is a little different than the rest of the continental U.S. It operates its own power network that is largely unregulated. Uh, High demand during a supply crisis like last week's heating blitz while power plants were already crippled can lead to dramatic price hikes for residents with those variable power plans, those wholesale pricing.
0: I'm curious how many people outside of Texas are going to be impacted by this. And what I mean by that is there were blackouts Mm -hmm. because of this Texas grid here in Moorhead, Minnesota, which is connected to Fargo. And I think in in Southwest North Dakota, the governor was saying that there was conservation of energy because it was tied to this grid and everything. So my question is this: Are they going to see a spike in their bills? Some people in Minnesota did. They did. Yeah, because remember, Rob? Uh, no.
2: Tina Smith is yeah. is looking into the prices because some people in uh, I think in Kansas as well in Minnesota saw some huge gas spikes from $3 a unit up to several hundred dollars a unit.
0: Holy um, yeah. smokes. So,
2: so she's opening that investigation right now. Um, and that'll probably start trickling down to this, you know, the ERGOT or EBCOT or the, you know, the acronym for the, mm-hmm. the council, five members resigned. I'm not sure how many there are. I think there's 12 or 13 of them, um, you know, so there's definitely some fallout. So my question is what, if somebody was getting a great deal on power right up until this storm, how much of a bailout do they deserve? For me, fundamentally, it comes down to we should never let anybody freeze to death because they didn't pay their bill. That just seems pretty stupid and kind of bad business, right? You'd rather mm-hmm. get your money. That comes from doing collections. Uh, so what do
0: you do? I mean, who I've been thinking the about cost? this. I've been thinking about this, actually. And what's interesting to me is. I do believe that there should be a compromise somehow, okay? Because there is a certain risk involved because you you want the cheaper rate for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it might be that that's all you can afford too, you know, and that's a cheaper way to go. But, you know, for a lot of 1099 employees, you pay your taxes at the end of the year because that's really how you make the most money. If you live in an
2: energy-rich state, it's probably a pretty darn good deal 99% of the time.
0: And, you know, keep in mind, a lot of these energy companies have monopolies. Yeah. And so there are safeguards put in place to protect the people. Okay. So there's that side of it. And then, you know, I, I, I get the other side too, which is um, that they took a risk and the business is a business and, you know, TS type thing. However, I'd like to look at this in a different way. You know how I'm looking at the... Remember how I'm looking at the pipeline protesters? Like, yeah. you know, maybe you guys should redirect your energy and start protesting some infrastructure that needs to be rebuilt. Yeah. Start start focusing on that
2: instead of Seriously, the, that the much new energy projects. on dilapidated bridges? I mean, basically shutting them down. That's what I'm saying. Down. Boom, they're going to well, get fixed.
0: Th- there's been a report for the last 10, 15 years that 90% of like bridges in America need to be rebuilt. Otherwise, they're going to collapse with school buses on it like in minnesota man yeah okay so my my approach to this is a little different all right so recap this real quick because i just
2: so real quick what we're looking at here is the mayor of houston Mm -hmm. is talking about he thinks that the state should pay for the bills he Mm -hmm. thinks that they need to shoulder the burden he says we need to open up the grid to allow it to procure energy from generators outside the state uh, as i understand it they already did or they were able to do that they i know that they were able to pull in some mm-hmm. power from mexico and some power from up here right
0: but at the end of the day the people have to pay right they have to pay right, somebody right. has to pay so no 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 the people have to right now yeah right the now people do right now right
2: now you know right now it's probably shaping up to nobody's going to pay or they're going to no, no 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 right payments. now right now the yeah.
0: people have to pay that's all that's all the question i'm asking okay so as of right now, the people have to pay. And what the lieutenant governor is saying is that they should have known better, but we're going to help, right?
2: Yeah, he said, I think it was uh, the other day, that he said that, uh, you know, we're going to try to help people out, but yeah, you need to read the fine print. Okay,
0: so (laughs) let's just back up for a second here. It's interesting to me that corporations get bailed out right away. Oh, yeah. When things don't go their way. Right. But... When the, but when individuals who pay to rely on the safety and the protection of the government against predatory companies or natural disasters or unforeseen circumstances, yeah. it's amazing to me that this conversation is even having I, you know that we're even having this conversation. I'm
2: curious about like the minutiae. I like to get down into the like the if they need to
0: come stuff. out and say, Listen, XYZ company, you're charging everybody ten bucks and we're covering on top of that mm-hmm. and we'll call it a bailout to you like the one we did the month before, yeah. then do that. But the fact that they're even putting the people through this is is, is a little bit ridiculous because of how quickly corporations get bailed out oh, yeah. by the government absolutely, and the people. Because I, this is, to me, this is a too shift, of fail, the, the, but it's a shift of, 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 we're of, not of who to the fail. government's looking out for. Oh, yeah. I mean... That's where I'm wondering why no one's having that conversation. I wonder
2: about that, too. I mean, frankly, if you're getting these huge bills, it's because you didn't lose your power during that. And these people should be penalized. You know, that's what I'm curious about. Were they were these people that were paying? You know, at one point they were paying as much as nine dollars per kilowatt hour. That's up from okay. an average of twelve cents. Whatever their max was,
0: mm-hmm. make them pay that. Well, you know, up here S- something that they that they did by themselves before that they can. Because keep in mind, you can't get blood from a turnip. No, I mean, a lot of these people probably can't afford what I mean, they are paying anyway. Hammer,
2: you'll get something. But yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, so you, you got to be a little bit. You got
2: to be flexible. One, I'm sure these companies sending out a seventeen thousand dollar month of energy aren't expecting that somebody's going to go. Oh yeah, I'll catch a check.
0: Pretty sure that a robot did that. Yeah, I'm I think sure. these companies are laughing so at it. They don't have a too, human man. sending that out, man. so that's, that's why it becomes heartless. All right, what do we got next? I, that story kind of uh, it's kind of a bummer, isn't it? Well, it's a no, hard story it's, because it's hard one. because you 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 do not want to enable no. Uh, the, the the type of personal behavior that was displayed on any account, okay, including the people with the with the energy bills trying to you know gamble, saying oh we want less because it's well, better for us. Well, that's why I
2: wondered: did they send out notices saying hey, just so you know, you're getting charged about nine hundred times what you normally were, or can you please restrict your power to several hours a day? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, up here we deal with a lot of off-peak and what's called load shed, you know, where you can control. Your how -hmm. much you're using and you get charged if you go above it, you know, that kind of stuff. So if you've got that kind of hands on control, yeah, you're a little bit more responsible. This is in the middle of a crisis Mm -hmm. when people had very little, if any contact with what was going on.
0: I don't know. I think it's unfair. I I told you that, that, that girl that I know down in Minneapolis, Minnetonka was in Florida and she texted me within a minute of when her neighbor was shoveling the sidewalk because of her uh, video camera doorbell, okay? Mm -hmm. She's got a video camera, what a ring they're called? Yeah, I've seen them, yep. So within a minute of somebody shoveling her walk, I knew about it as a third party, okay? (laughs) They can tell somebody if their bill is going to go up a thousand percent before just sending them a bill. Well, they that's were all I'm out getting text at.
2: To everybody about stuff. You if know, that's what I wonder, I, I haven't read anything about it, so maybe there was <laughs> announcements that are going out, but they're not talking about that.
0: But my guess is because a lot of people in leadership just basically said, "I'm going to cash the check, go to my golf event, go to my my fine dining cotillion, and call it good." But as soon as thing gets tough. Well, I'm going to resign because I don't give two shits about it. And that's what five people did. And they all live out of state. I
2: know probably a half dozen people just in the Houston area, Aramco yeah. brats yeah. from different financial yeah. strata that pretty much spent most of the week just trying to stay warm. Yeah. That was about it. Or helping their friends and helping their neighbors when they got a generator going or something And five like people on
0: the board of directors said, no, we're not going to go back to that state because... why bother
2: man you figure that we're gonna get tomatoes thrown at us gravy so go 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 low for a couple months come back up get a new one okay so last story man this one isn't actually any better this is sports news because it's
0: friday sports 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 sports,
2: sports. so uh, since there's nothing really actually going on in the sports world that i've been all that interested in i was paying attention to who got into a fight and oklahoma football player spencer jones who i learned recently was also holder of the year as a uh, kick holder nearly loses his eye in a brutal bar fight. So a viral video of a bar fight, which I have seen involving a university of Oklahoma football player who broke his eye socket and three other men circulated while authorities considered whether to file charges. Spencer Jones, a Sooners place kick holder and wide receiver. I'd want wide receiver to be the first one. Filed a complaint with Norman police last week alleging assault and battery around midnight early on Valentine's Day. Oh, man, that hurts. No arrests have been made. Both sides accuse the other of starting it. That's shocking. Cleveland County District Attorney's Office told Huffington Post (laughs) on Tuesday it was awaiting the investigative report. So if anybody hasn't seen it, it's pretty brutal. It's only about a minute long. Don't really recommend it unless you're into that kind of thing. But uh, it definitely begs the question as to why would you want to get into a fight in a men's bathroom at a bar at midnight? You know what's on that floor, man.
0: No why kidding. would you want to do that? I just I don't understand why you'd want to get in a fight in a bar these day and age because you don't know what you're running into.
2: Right. You know. And this was um, I, the first time I watched the video. You've got you've got Spencer Jones and a buddy of his. They're taller than yeah. these guys. They they look very much you know they're seniors. These guys look younger, a little rougher. I didn't realize they were brothers until recently. But, uh, yeah, you're right, man. You don't know. These guys have been wrestling since they were kids, and they're cage fighters. So,
0: I, you know, I come from a wrestling family. Yeah. So I, I, of course, have got a lot of respect for wrestlers because they're one of the best fighters. And they're not necessarily fighters as they are wrestlers, but they're so quick, and they'll get you on your back that if you're not another wrestler, well, you're done if you're pinned or incapacitated you're done if you're it's, faced uh, hey, so down much. and they and got, they got you in a pretzel you're done okay yeah. and i did, i trained for a with a boxer for three years when i was when i was doing my weightlifting days and stuff like that and i just happened to work out at the same time as a boxer and we we would train together mm. so i would do the heavy bag and the speed bag and the jump rope and everything and what i learned really quickly is that a boxer could probably take out a wrestler because their their punches are so fast right that if the wrestler can shoot faster than the boxer can punch, well, that's who's going to win, right? Dude, I saw Rocky three, And the the reason that those two always took the, the lead was because when I grew up, there was karate and taekwondo, and that was about it. There wasn't all this Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And now, with the you MMA world, fighting, man. you and you Hoist mean, Gracie no and all this, the grappling mixed with the boxing, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm getting into because normally a wrestler has got cauliflower ears, and there's a couple other things you can point out. Yeah, some at. signifiers. The boxer, you can see their knuckles, and they yeah. look like, you know, okay. Yeah, they look like they, they're punching. They're either a farm hand you know, throwing bales all day or they're a boxer, right? Either way, you want to avoid that e- fist. Totally, exactly. <laughs> These MMA guys. They could look like a Point Dexter at Fight Club down the street. Absolutely, so, man. That's, and that's what
2: this was. This was Fight Club in fifty seconds, and less than two seconds in the the two guys that looked like they started at the taller guys, they were done. And it these guys are throwing over.
0: like Superman punches, and oh, they're fast. As far as I could tell from the video,
2: the neither of the the wide receiver's friend ever got any significant punches in at all. It was over.
0: Oh, it was one of those deals? Uh, yeah. two 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 hits, me hitting you, you, you should hitting watch the floor? It. You should definitely watch with it. With an explosion of an ocular cavity? <laughs> that
2: is, uns- you know, another thing that, you know, in today's age, man, why are we seeing this? Because like six friggin' people took video of it while it was happening. That's another thing, too. Most people aren't used to getting punched. Well, and most people aren't going to step in. And stop something like that. Like, honestly, they'll video it. Well, no, dude, I was just, you know, I'm reading people going, you know, why'd you take a video and not step in? I'm thinking my luck. I would have been one of the dudes at the urinal that got slammed up against the wall and probably just pissed all over everything. Uh, But are you going to step into the middle of that after you just witnessed that?
0: No, I'll be the guy. Absolutely
2: not. I'd be going out, grabbing the bouncer and saying, you got a problem back there, buddy.
0: Pull up a chair. Yeah, maybe have a drink. Right, maybe get some popcorn. Maybe grab the peanuts. Totally, <laughs> oh, man. man. Not in the bathroom. Not, Never eat in the bathroom. That's when the libertarian roots come in big time. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> But as long as I'm here, I'll enjoy the show. Yeah, I'll enjoy the show, right? <laughs> you might jump in if it looked like it was
2: going to turn into a murder. Maybe
0: uh, if it was, if it's two guys, hey, let those bulls buck, baby. Yeah, if it's a uh, you know if if there's a woman involved, well then my chivalry will have to come in. Could it be any more cliche? It's Valentine's
2: Day. It's midnight. It's in oh. a bar. It's in a men's restroom. I mean, it's just. Someone's going to make a movie.
0: That's going to do it for this week here on a the Great Play Weekend Hard, Hard show. Oh, that's right. Coming up next, Mike Marceal, Orange Property Management, with some awesome trends in the, the Bakken, as well as other places, because he has got some Texas connections as well. She works together, don't live to work. It's hot.
1: On, for never any miles interested in becoming a sponsor email studio at the crude the music heard on the crude life morning show play hard work hard is by the moody riverbank The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. It's sponsored in part by...
0: If you have natural gas leases and are looking to sell them, Swan Energy wants to talk to you today. Give them a call at 866-539-0860. That's 866-539-0860. Swan Energy is buying up natural gas leases and they may buy yours too. Give them a call today
1: industrial forest.
0: It takes an industry to build a forest. industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out
1: theindustrialforest.com. That's the industrialforest.com. Play Hard Work Hard. Time now to work hard on the Swan Energy Phone line All
0: right, welcome to the Play Hard Work Hard morning show here. We've got a special guest in studio. Our industrial forest studios that we're currently building here. In fact you're a part of the building process of the Industrial Forest. Mark Marcel, how are you doing today? Great, how are you doing? Not too bad. Orange Property Management is what we're talking about today, one of the companies that you're involved with where you do quite a bit of rentals out in Western North Dakota as well as other places, but we're going to talk specifically about some of the Western North Dakota. He's also an entrepreneur and he's also involved with nonprofits and a few other things. So therefore he's got his hands and his head in many areas so we're going to talk a little bit about indicators because what are two things people do Mike when they're when when they want to go into a community they check out the building permits sure. and they check out the vacancies and the rental numbers and, and that sort of housing is what I'm getting at so yep, exactly. so uh how are you doing by the way and let's talk a little bit about western North Dakota housing
4: well you know good and I think you know the reason that I I thought this would be a great topic is just because I know a lot of our audiences that are, you know, dealing with, you know, Mm -hmm. energy and the western side of the state in Texas and the recent events that have occurred there, uh, you know, stripping out kind of the politics of it all, there are some indicators that we're starting to see on the ground, which for policymakers, uh, people that are in industry and business and planning purposes and all that, um, sometimes we'll see data coming in a little earlier than maybe you know, when people are looking at what happened, uh, because some of the businesses that we're in are leading indicators where we're looking at activity 30, 60, 90 days out. And so we're starting to see some trend lines that are starting to occur. And they've, they've really, uh, they, they were starting to go in January. I think a lot of it had to do with the vaccine. If I'm being really honest with you, I think people are watching those numbers. And now there's, you know, sort of a feeling of confidence we got hit with a couple whammies, uh, last year. I mean, I don't have to reiterate, you know, the whole thing of what occurred in 2020, but what, what, what a result of that was, was really a double whammy. We had really, really either bizarre commodity prices, which were hard to plan an election, which didn't give us a lot of certainty. And then we also had, um, labor that couldn't travel or was restricted and projects that were getting put on hold. And now, um, you know, kind of what we're feeling like, it feels like, that's kind of a double entendre. But um, we know there's projects that are now getting green lighted. We know that there is people that are looking for you know certain things and we're starting to see a, a spike in activity. And so some of that is web traffic that we can gauge based on keywords and what they're searching for. Um, others are things like rental activity or in our restaurants, for example, you know, people will come into the restaurant and we will say, hey, where are you coming from and what are you working on? And so we're getting that kind of leading economic indicator. And um, I just thought it'd be great to, to visit about some of the things that we're seeing because it might help.
0: Yeah, and the thing I appreciate is that you bring all forums. You bring the analytical, you bring the actual public record and then you also bring what i love is the intangible the cafe talk if you will <laughs> yeah. yours is more from a, a little bit more of a fluent restaurant like maxwell's where quite honestly that's where a lot of decisions are made
4: man in that bar i can't tell you how many contracts we've signed in maxwell's bar yeah the, the restaurant has always been good for everything you know associated with networking and relationships yeah. but you know it was a tough year as we have to imagine, mm-hmm. and so you know Mike and Ramon have just done a fantastic job. I'm more of a coach yep. uh, with those guys, but uh, they're going to have some exciting news coming up, hopefully, that we were working on this morning um, with Maxwell's, and I, I can't get into the details of it, but it's it, it could uh, involve uh, another location for them. So I'm I'm super excited about it.
0: Outstanding. Well, we'll make sure to uh, get the masses notified <laughs> here on the crude life and. Also, the other thing is your housing. Now, before we got on the air, you mentioned that you started seeing a little bit of some indicators that made you look at Williston for yeah. the first time instead of Watford City. Not that you're not looking at Watford City, but it just kind of directed your attention there.
4: Well, we're looking at demand. So what, what's yeah. happening is is we operate in a couple of segments, right? So one of the segments that we operate is just kind of traditional rentals, right? Um but the other the the other segment that we operate in is corporate logistics and housing. So, for example, we've worked with uh, like an Ames Constructions coming into when you guys remember they finished that um, in Watford City when they did the bridge, yeah. And as an eighteen month project, so like we knew that they were going to be bringing people there f- three to four months before we did all the housing and logistics for about uh, thirty four of the guys, where we were their their housing logistics provider. And so we work with, you know, dozens of companies from all over the United States, some even internationally, uh, specifically in the middle part of the state, uh, Ukraine, and a lot of the farm workers that come in from overseas, which we did not have this year. And so when we're looking at those, we're, we're looking at more of like temporary people coming in on the front end that are setting up projects. And then we're also looking at more intermediate stay, you know, kind of. Uh, and it's not all oil and gas. I just to be really clear, this could be things like in Thief River Falls, they're doing a big expansion of Digikeys. So you know, we we're working with the engineers and software guys and a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it gives us sort of an insight, especially within that kind of short-term accommodations model, because um, we talk to the guys and we want to know, hey, what's going on? Like what, what are, what's happening? So in Williston. And I can't remember the plant, you'd probably know this better than me, but they kicked off, uh, you know, there was a, either it's a gas plant or it was I don't know if you which project that. it's a pretty big construction project. But that's kind of the big one that just hit recently. We have not ironically been hearing a lot. About the $63 oil. And we haven't seen that directly translate yet.
0: That's interesting. I took two phone calls today. (laughs) Seriously, two phone calls today from the the kind of consulting operators. They're not Mm -hmm. operators, but Mm -hmm. they they kind of got a share in it and this and that. They said the same exact thing. They Mm -hmm. thought they would have been busier Mm -hmm. with $63 oil. Yeah. Uh, I was out API Dickinson and... I uh, presented there, by the way, Dickinson Press did a nice story on oh, me. Oh, you know,
4: you got to love the family over there. Yeah. They do a good job.
0: So uh, the thing I was hearing out there was all the guys that came back from the Permian empty-handed. They said that they went down there because that's where all the rigs are, 200-some oh, rigs but they're all, you know, pretty well controlled right now with with vendors and et cetera. and oh, so yeah, yeah, they they thought there'd be all this new new business and they didn't realize they got to hustle harder and and chustle, uh, wow. Charlie hustle a little bit different. You know, cuz listen, at the end of the day, the the, the government just printed like 14 trillion new yeah. dollars. And so there's yeah. a lot of money out there we got to go get, right? It's just a matter of who's loosening up their purse strings a little bit what banks are lending a little bit and you know what i mean where there's there's a little bit of extra work that has to be done these yeah, days yeah i
4: think it's not as e- i i don't think it's like past cycles to be honest with you you know generally we would see the six week up down swing yes so you know look the commodity prices come down and they stay there for a while and then you see the six week okay now it's all going and they they're they're a very nimble industry um, when when I when I've been watching, you know, creeping contracts, futures contracts going up, you know, fifty-nine and of course they hit the magic sixty, now they're at sixty-three. You know, you know they can lock production numbers. You know that they can hedge out, and you know that they're profitable at that level, but it would make sense if they're having problems logistically with rigs and people. That's the stuff that we're trying to get our arms around in, in a, many of the businesses we're talking to, I just talked to two bankers this week, extensive conversations about what they're seeing, not so much in the energy industry, but just in industry in general, in Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana. And there is uh, and I've said this for a while. I said, we're going to have massive labor shortages, and we now are starting to, in certain segments, you can't get people. And And if you can't get people in units of production in certain industries, you just simply can't get the work done. And so my concern has been more about, are we able to actually get the the, the talent, uh, not so much the equipment, although there is an equipment shortage now in the United States. I don't know if you've seen John Deere's stock or you've seen, uh, you know, so many things got put on hold. A lot of manufacturing early in the you know, they, they compress their manufacturing cycles. The OEMs are really efficient, but now are they able to ramp up all that includes labor and bringing people back into the workforce? And the other thing that I think that you, you really have to look at is, is the pandemic in the last year. There were a lot of people like linemen that were 67. They kind of stayed on. They were making great money, um, but they just called it quits. And so like we saw in a lot of the industries where we have an older skew, very skilled technical labor force, you know, some of these industries don't attract a lot of new young people. Uh, linemen are a good example of that T and D power generation, that kind of stuff. And so what's happening is a lot of the guys that were just at retirement age, they just flat out retired. And so how much of our labor force disappeared? And then in the past, you know, they'd contract those guys back and bring them at a much higher rate. But, but at what point, uh, does somebody that might have health issues and we're still sort of in a pandemic and there is still fear out there. I mean, that's absolutely real. Um, do they just say, no, I don't care how much money I get paid. It's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. And so i, I, I it's just going to be fascinating to see how that translates into inflation in the system or asset uh, inflation or commodity inflation. But we certainly are feeling it in labor and wages right now. The $15 minimum wage is kind of funny in this part of the world because I could never hire anybody for under about 19 or 20. And I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could get somebody at $15, but um, it's sort of a mute conversation, I think, in a lot of our industries.
0: Well, I find it interesting about the disappearing workforce, and one of the reasons why I appreciate your mind uh, and, and your information on this is because you've got uh, rentals in coal country. You, yeah, and got, we're,
4: we've got a lot going on in coal got, country right yeah. now. It's crazy what's going and, on. And
0: we'll get to coal country in just a second, but... You've go got, coal,
4: go coal. You've got coal country. You've got oil
0: and gas. You've got some ag as well. So A lot you, of ag. So you can, yeah, yeah exactly. So you you kind of know where everything is. And at the end of the day, you were talking about skills and trades and certain things that do transition from industry to industry because some of these welders, pipe fitters, and and these specialized uh, uh, skills that you need to be licensed in the state of north dakota to do but
4: what about all the college kids that didn't go back to school and didn't graduate or put it off i mean we've got that's right we're not even getting the college kids anymore
0: we were at at my uh presentation the other day at api we were going over some of the things that we were talking about on the crude life over the past decade and about six years ago for about a year and a half we did a big feature just reoccurring interviews with all walks of life about why the trades are more Mm -hmm. actually valuable than the four-year degree right now in terms of because of what we're talking about, right? And so that got me thinking a little bit, and then we transitioned to what's known in the industry as the big cruise shift. And what it was is back in 2015 and 16, a lot of the industry leaders were talking about by the year 2022, the year 2023, 75% 75% of the industry was going to be retired, and a whole new generation was going to be in, right? I don't know Ma- where they're coming from. It makes but, sense, yeah, though. Sure. And so what you have is not only the retirees like you're talking about, but
4: that's bringing in a whole new mind as well. Well, and how did that play into this power crisis that we had in Texas? I mean, the thing is from a and D perspective, you, you do look at Texas somewhat self-contained. I mean, it's a good example of great. Example. I mean, you don't have burstable guys there and, and linemen. And when you have that stuff happen, that was traditionally NSP. When we were growing up, it was NSP had guys out there yeah, at three no, in the morning on Northern States power. Right. Yeah. On, yeah I'm dating myself. And, and, We were watching that crisis unfold, and and to a certain extent, it, it really showed the gutting out of the trades and the lack of of bent strength that we have you know because they come from other parts of the country in crisis and so we're looking at that as i mean if you want to talk about a crisis talk about you know a really big push for for electrification of of our industries and and at the same time a depopulation of the skilled electrical Mm -hmm. trades and and nobody's having that kind of conversation They're, they're having conversations about the sexy side of those businesses but those are pipes businesses and they are skills businesses Gerrymand- gerrymandering electricians um mm-hmm. skilled trades and i'm just telling you i mean, we're just not seeing the replacement there and i don't know how you automate that industry i don't know how you 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 take um you know where where, where there's a line buried out there on county four you know down on you know and they have plats and yeah. you know esri and all that stuff how do you how do you how do you create? How do you create capacity around that? It's a really tough discussion, especially when we're getting a massive amount of uh, a massive amount of investment into the consumer side of that, but we are not seeing a investment on the transportation district or localized generation. And 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 even if you do that, and that sounds sexy, and I sound real smart, but I don't know, you know, anything about the components of that. It seems to me that it would still involve extremely skilled. People. Well, I'm looking it. at it like, okay, when you look at an assembly line,
0: automation and robots tends to work. Yes, okay? for sure. it works because the human element. There's just there's tired and 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 drug use and all kinds of you know yep. things. Old that happen. guys
4: like you and me with arthritis,
0: exactly that go into the uh, or you know I'm going to watch Netflix videos while, <laughs> while
4: you know doing quality control over the over the beer you know type yeah.
0: thing. Robots take care of a lot of that different automation stuff on the welding and the spots and that sort of thing. You're right. Out in the field, that's a whole... That's a customization that... We're not there yet. We don't have Terminator robots walking around. Well, and I don't want to well. bring up
4: the dirty word that nobody really wants to talk about, but in most countries like Saudi Arabia and Kuwait and gutter uh, and, and all these... They bring in people from other countries, yeah. so they have uh, guest worker programs with skilled labor and construction labor. This is something that, uh, again, stripping any political conversation yep. about it, generally every summer in Beulah, we have Ukrainians that come in and do a lot of skilled farming work with really, really expensive machinery, and and um, and and we don't have a policy on that right now. We don't have a hey, we need uh, not from you know the southern part of this this you know where we're from but hey are we going to poland and are we going to pull 25 you know twelve thousand engineers out of the former soviet union to come on guest workers and to to work in these industries where they might have more skills but their labor costs are really 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 low comparatively to the western side of the the world but then we've got covid and you've got travel restrictions and and the free markets are hampered Mm -hmm. and so again, it's just, you know, it creates uh, anomalies, but there's also opportunities. I think obviously with every uh, challenge, there's always going to be a corresponding opportunity. Bigger question though, I think, which uh, for another
0: day and, and we'll uh, transition into your coal country next. But I think the bigger question is what, what you mentioned earlier is how do you make welding and pipe fitting and electrician work sexy to, you know, the younger generation? Have you ever met a boiler worker? I have. I have. In fact, I just got a text High this fitter. morning from one who he had to go and have a nerve uh, surgery because it's a tough business and he drives all over the state. Well, we're and, dealing with
4: boilermakers right now in Beulah. And we've worked with these folks for 20 years, a lot of the same folks. Mm-hmm. Um, for two and a half years, uh, they're, you know, of course, the the four-letter word, coal, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and a lot of pol- bad policy coming out of Minnesota. And I'm going to just reiterate bad policy decisions coming out of Minnesota that really does hurt our industries. And I'm not trying to be mean, but it, it's true and it's senseless. And it's sort of like dumb. There's, there's sort of like ignorance on fire without a plan. And our issue that we're seeing is they they deferred projects. You can't defer maintenance forever. And then we had a rail spur fire that they were going to bring a crew up to do, you know, what we call our, our boiler turns, or, you know, they have to maintain the plants that are there. And they weren't able to because of logistics and COVID. And now we don't know if it's two or three at the time. And now we have no housing for them at all. We are completely full. We are overwhelmed. I've got a staff of 12 people there right now that are trying to make ready units that have not been in, in, in use for four years, um, because of all of this downsizing of coal. And now there's this, now there's this immediate demand. And so, again, the, 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 the chop the chop in the normal cycles that we've gone through for 20 years where we knew they'd come in and we could plan around it got disrupted. Some of it was policy-driven. Some of it was economic. Uh, but now some of it is things we can't control, you know, things like a pandemic. So, um, How have the uh, <clears throat> states and the
0: corporations been – in the past year and and let me just explain i got a call
4: from texas from one of our clients <laughs> while you were here and i know who it is and i i know that it's a group coming up to uh, watford city i just know it is
0: okay and the reason i ask is that you know in the past the last year a lot of people have been using covid as an excuse not to talk oh yeah, to people that, their, they, yeah that they don't want sure. to talk to and etc etc yeah. et everybody's busy right
4: or everybody's afraid i just of COVID. blame everything on covid Right. Well, yeah. no, <laughs> just, oh, I'm kidding. It's been too long for nine eleven. I'm Something really tired. and do to get out of bed. Oh man, I'm having a COVID day. Exactly. <laughs> I'm having a COVID moment. <laughs> my kids, are, my kids, are already telling me he doesn't want to go back to
0: school because of COVID. You know, so mm-hmm. it's. But I, what, what I'm getting at though is that uh, the states and the corporations are are very involved right now at the marketplace.
4: Okay, they're 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 very involved with. They're trying to be. I don't know how involved or effective North Dakota is being in coal at all right now. I mean, well, I know there's a lot of time. I don't know. There, the, the state is. Well, the I state mean, is. The reclamation fund, I mean, sure. there's a little there's bit. But there's
0: millions of dollars
4: that the state has to help with. Are they going to take over that coal plant and make it the Bank of North Dakota, too? I don't know. But, I, mean, I mean, is it viable, or is it just going to subsidize the money losing industry? I mean, what if, what if, okay, let's just get into it for a second. Okay, so we, have, we won't even get into X- Okay, no, no, here, here's how you could support the industry, and this, every, I'm going to get shot by saying this living in, in the Red River Valley. XL Energy. Is a Minnesota company that is in the utility business. It is a Minnesota company that is waging war on North Dakota. Let let, make no mistake about it. You can can read. Hold on. Okay. They're waging war on North Dakota. They don't like North Dakota. They want nothing to do with North Dakota. They're doing everything they can short of the Interstate Commerce Act to try to impede that production of coal, irrespective of the environmental stuff or anything else. It's a political group thing conversation. So if you are on the industrial commission or you're on the, you know, if you are uh, on the PUC, it's simple. If you mandate that they have to have X amount of, of energy, Because of reliability and safety from North Dakota, or we won't give them a license to operate in North Dakota now. Excel can make the decision. We can go to Cass County uh, Electric. We can go to other MDU. We can open up those monopolies. Those are public utilities. Mm -hmm. And so cut them off. Cut off Excel Power. Just say you can't operate. If you're unwilling to use our our generation, then we're unwilling to provide you a license to do business in our state. That would be one very unpopular, very litigious, getting sued kind of thing. But the thing is, Minnesota uses litigation against us all the time. I was...
0: It's funny you brought up XL Energy because that was the corporation I was going to ask you about. Because I'm if, reading your mind again. If you took a look at their recent report that they set out, they upped the. Uh, well, you at, saw
4: you saw the skull and crossbones on the state of North Dakota, right?
0: No, I didn't, um, Joe. No, okay. That's all all I saw was that they they upped the uh, getting rid of coal by about ten years or something like that to 2030. Great. Then they can get rid of this market. That's what I mean. It's it's they it was Great. in their new report, market.
4: and so I was trying to I'm trying It'll to get be more like information US Bank on it. doing business in North Dakota. What do they contribute to the state of North Dakota? Where do they lend in North Dakota? They don't lend anything in the state. They take and they take and they take and they don't contribute. I'm sorry, but they don't. That's interesting. So okay, well that answers that question. Good deal. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the state can affect policy, is what they can do. I right. have another one. Great. Um, let's just take it a different different thing. We're going to impose a twenty five dollar or a twenty five percent tax on um, on on non coal produced energy uh, for any PUC, and they have to meet a minimum threshold of the amount of power they buy from the state of North Dakota. We'll throw hydro in there. I'll throw wind in there. I'll throw clean coal in mm-hmm. there. I'll throw you know liquefied natural gas, whatever you want to do. But the thing is, we don't use our policy like texans do we don't use a big stick which we have but we are so nervous and scared in north dakota oh shucks because we're this little state no we're very powerful state this state controls 200 billion dollars this state controls a lot of stuff it's just they don't want to go up against the big boys i.e uh google and uh you know apple Mm -hmm. and make policy decisions that are going to cause a lot of money in litigation that's just the bottom line but at what point do we sacrifice the industry for political correctness? How, how do you see North Dakota being more like Texas then? Well, what I'm saying, Texans, if you go into Texas, I love Texans. Let me just tell you this. I love Texans. If I go down to Dallas and, and I go into a bar and I go, ah, oh, this crappy Texas, I'm going to get my teeth knocked out, okay? If, if I disparaged Texas in Texas, I would get beat the hell up. If you come in like these Minnesota companies do and they're all pompous in Minneapolis and they look down on us and they are arrogant about, you know, we're, we're, you know, backwater, nowhere, Dakota, and they disparage us and they litigate against us and they undermine us. But nobody ever stands up and just says, I'm going to punch you in the damn face. The next time you disparage my state, you disparage my, I had a Minnesota do this the other day from Minneapolis, piss me off. I was at a, uh, an event and this guy called uh, North Dakota Girls fat and I nearly punched him in the face. I said, look, dude, if I was in Dallas right now, I would knock your teeth out. I go, if I was in Minneapolis and I said that, I'd probably be arrested and jailed by now. Right. So the thing is, knock it off. At what point do you protect and defend your reputation? At what point do you stand up and say, no, we do good things for our country. We grow food here. We are a contributor. As a matter of fact, a lot of our North Dakota banks own the banks in Minnesota nowadays. God bless them. Okay, but the thing is, we let people walk on us. We let us walk on us from a political perspective, policy decisions, and we don't stand up. And it's just a part of our nature. We've always been, like Mao said, the Chinese people have stood up. And that was a big thing in China at that time, because at that time in China, Chinese had always been invaded, they'd been, you know, abused, they'd been, but you know what? They got proud and they said, no more. And North Dakotans need to say, no more. The North Dakota people have stood up and said, not anymore. The last time this happened was in 1917, 1916, 1915, when big political interests out of state were taken advantage of or not lending to us or having usury prices. When people are saying, shut down an active pipeline, Dakota Access Pipeline, who's operating with 500,000 barrels, and we have a soft conversation about this. This is not a soft conversation. This is all-out warfare on our industries and we should be vocal and angry as hell and not going to take it anymore, Mr. Broadcast.
0: I'm with you, man. I I was talking about some similar things and at the API th- at the API presentation and I'm I'm going to get your your theory on this or your thoughts on this too because I actually just kind of brushed off a presentation from 4 years ago, but I left one of the slides in there on purpose because the Two political figures that I had on the slide was Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, because at that time, when I was given that presentation, they were the only two that were having the national conversation about banning oil and gas and fracking and that sort of thing. Well, you look at today; we got the president of the United States waging a war, and you got John Kerry saying that he's a climate Caesar or an envoy or something like that in the name of oil and gas too. So. I agree, we gotta stand up and and actually say something here because it's it's going the other way, the momentum is. but
4: you know what's really funny about that? The most rational guy in the room is Joe Biden because he's the one saying, wait a minute, if you shut that down, grocery prices are gonna go up. Here's what we need. Is to he do. saying that? Yes, now? he said that. Well, I mean, about time. Well, geez, I mean, gosh, you got a moment of lucidity. But the thing about it is, the biggest champion we have in this state, and we don't use her enough, is Heidi Heitkamp. I mean, this, her and Joe Manchin's, and people like that—that that were the moderate Democrats. I mean, we should be, uh, we should be having that Heidi. I, I, I'd be happy to pitch in a fund and support her to be a lobbyist on behalf of the oil and gas and coal industry in North Dakota because she believes in it. She's. I, I'm I'm, she, I'm not I'm no, of the, I'm not no, of the same, true. maybe I'm a, you know, I'm a non-political person, but what I'm saying is every time she gets up and says common sense things about, you know, like really, you know, there's some people who just say don't take it out of the ground. It makes sense, but they listen to her and Joe Biden will listen to her. And so setting the politics aside, you've got an access to a person that is a former Senator an AG sat on the board of, uh, I, I can't remember if it was fools or one of the things who gets it. And she understands the balance between all of the above. We don't rely on her and we don't rely on others like her enough. And, and I think that that is something that we could do across the aisle as an industry, as a people. And I'm thinking more as a person of North Dakota with business interests here and family here to say, look, it's an all of the above political conversation too. Mm -hmm. It's not political anymore. It's survival. We are fighting whether you like it or not for the survival of our industries right now from people that have no understanding at all of what we do. And like any good marketer and like any good lobbyist or like any good messenger, we've got to take control of the message as soon as possible. And people like Heidi and Joe Manchins and others that are of that persuasion, we should be Validating them for that, stripping the politics aside, because those may be the only people left to prevent a catastrophe that I'm very much worried about, which is groupthink. And then we see what happened in Texas. And it's life. No, and I'm death. with you. I'm, it's I'm, life I'm, and death, Jason. This I'm is with not. Ya. This there, is a
0: serious issue here. It's extremely serious, and we have to figure <clears throat> out ways to connect because
4: the traditional ways aren't working. No, okay? and we've got to strip the politics out of it. We've got to get down to data. Absolutely. We've got to get down to the common sense of, do you want uh, your electric bill in Moorhead this month, this next month, will be $400, and it will. Okay, now the consumers are going to get angry about that, and then they're going to blame somebody. And you better be in front of the messages before they do that. But here's what we always used to say. If it ain't broke, why are we fixing it? And, and, and the reliability of the, the energy production and all of the above up here. You know, do you know that we have a big hydro industry in North Dakota? I do. Okay. D- do we ever talk about it? Never. Okay. Why and, not? And it's even renewable. And we should. It's considered right. renewable. But if I told you we're the fifth biggest hydro producer of electricity in the United States, I bet you didn't know that. I didn't know it was okay. fifth, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what we need to be talking. If you mm-hmm. want to get, uh, you know, uh, my, my ODNI ad agency friends with $23 million from the state of nowhere, Dakota and put some money to work instead of, you know, covering up a bunch of the bad decisions that have been made, why don't we start promoting the industries that are favorable with the Looney Tune crowd and start saying, well, if you attack this other stuff, you're going to show. If I was messaging this, if I was ODNI, uh, you know, communications, I would message it like this. If you shut our coal down, we're gonna shut off the hydro dams. Okay, that's it. They're interconnected. You can't take my right arm and chop it off and expect me to to, to live as a whole entity. Okay, I'm gonna have half of mm-hmm. an arm. Mm-hmm. So we are an integrated energy uh, production. We use natural gas. We put it into our sin fuels plant. We create commodities, right? We create byproducts. We don't even use the natural gas, that we, the coal that we have up in Beulah. We're creating 20, 30, 40 different industrial byproducts from coal. Do we ever talk about that? Do you know that a lot of those are used in batteries for, for, for all the stuff that they're doing in electric power, the, the electric stuff no, that they're doing? Yeah. Okay, but do we ever talk about that? Do we talk about we are the Saudi Arabia by Grand Dorga of wind? Okay, we are. But, but but now we're like, now we're brother against brother and wind. It's like, you know, wind's bad and we're beating each other up because reclamation and all this bullshit. I mean, the thing is, why don't we just... Start to get our messaging. It was the funniest thing is when BP started convincing people that they were an alternative energy company. I mean, there's was the f- best marketing ploy ever. After this, after this spill, they blow up the, the Gulf of uh, Mexico. Now everybody thinks they're green because beyond petroleum, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they create they create this green aura after they pollute yeah. the world, man. Change so, their name from British. Petroleum so we to should BP. be. We should like. We should change the messaging. Because people are fundamentally going to hear sound bites in this world. But we are not great at this. Okay, get some college kids from NDSU, do an open RFP from the state of North Dakota. It's two grand, not 25 million. And give them the next uh, version of North Dakota how we should message renewable, sustainable, clean, environmentally uh, friendly energy. And I guarantee they'll do better job than any of these big agencies will ever do. I I couldn't agree more. So that's part of the problem is not what we do. It's how we tell people what we do.
0: I think a big, big issue is just connecting. Honestly, it's, it's how, how the trying to do the same things with the same people over and over again, ain't working right. And anybody trying to do anything new rather than support, they demonize. They they go out. Now, let
4: me ask you a question. You had stage four cancer. Yeah. Okay. Scary. Very. Okay. Now, if I asked you this, uh, Jason, did you react to your cancer or did you respond to your cancer? What, what would be the more favorable?
0: Well, um,
4: for me, I mean, since I was doing so much preventative stuff, I suppose I to that a response? Right. I suppose a reaction would be it. like it's metastasized, mm-hmm. it's spreading, which another good friend of mine has, has eight months to live. Because he was not responding, he did not go into the doctor, he did not do the preventative, and now he's terminally ill. What you did is you took a proactive, responsive, Mm -hmm. aggressive approach to all of the above, didn't you? You, It was nutrition. It was exercise. It was everything. And so government is typically a reactionary entity. They are never a responsive entity except for in local and county and state government. So we know that flood protection is an issue they're responding to that in this flood bonding bill but that's a 20-year conversation and planning Mm -hmm. it's it's a reaction to the 08 flood the 97 flood that was the reaction but the response has been to have a plan we're good at that in this part of the world we're great at that in this part of the world so we need to have an all of the above messaging um you want to talk about an existential threat Okay, they say ext- existential threat. Climate change is an existential threat. Mm-hmm. It may or may not be, but I will tell you what it is right now. If all of our industries get shut down in North Dakota, that's that's my existential threat. I would say that's a crisis for me. Having us uh, what industry shut down? Having uh, socialism ushered in? What? Yeah, like you know, like all of the above. How am I going to power tractors if you don't have fuel?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, even you know, harvesters. Even- even if you hold up this this orange property management plastic pen in my hand, what do you think that was made out of? You probably bought these for, you know, 5,000 of them for about a dime a piece, right? You know, at the well, end whatever, of the day, yeah. maybe 20 cents. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, now without petroleum, pro- without petroleum, it'll be like four bucks.
4: No, it's going to be a paper straws, which I hate drinking out of. But no, oh no. <laughs> no, they'll, yeah, no, they'll no. figure out like corn plastic, right? <laughs> right? You know, something like that. And that might be fine, but like right now, you can't replace all that's, that. That's right what, now.
0: what I'm saying. People don't understand. What about the surgical equipment? Work. Yeah. What about
4: lunchables? Do you think people want? Uh, what about some sort pharmaceutical of products? Like, do you realize what goes into the drugs that you take? Right. I'm just saying the world is interconnected. It's not. You can't take one component. And 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 I w- really wish that the name of North Dakota would have been West Florida. Okay? It would have probably. North tra- Florida? Right. Remember that one? <laughs> West Florida. Florida. Oh. Yeah. So there's only two states in the country with the word north in it and one's in the south. Folks, uh,
0: People people don't understand. This was real. This was actually a real thing. Remember that when, when it, somebody floated that, where yeah, they wanted to actually no,
4: change the at, state name to like North, North, West
0: or North Florida for uh, that tourism. Me. That reasons. was me.
4: That was you. That was me. <laughs> I'm the one that advocated that. that you was know, awesome. that's before everything happened. Okay. Well, that made it in the papers, man. That was fantastic. But what so. I'm saying is, it's it's it's. I wish that the word fracking didn't sound like something that is naughty. Oh, that was actually part of my presentation yeah. too. So, so if they would have been calling it like. You know, bead making or But we can. uh, We can change it. Exactly. We can change it right now. We have the wrong term. So Here's the thing: is It's that called fr- like cigarettes. We shouldn't call right. it that either, right? Fracking is a very specific, sound technical, f- correct term. Effing is but, what it sounds like. But you so fracture. it's easy to get ag- no, but no. it's easy to get against something that sounds offensive. No,
0: I know because because there's not a positive connotation. Yes. throughout your right. whole life, you fracture a relationship, you, you fracture. fracture a bone, you fracture a dam. Therefore, when somebody hears it for the first time, I was
4: thinking about the carnal part of that. But well, that's the, didn't even get into that. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: But so that's why we have our Frackleberry Hound. For the first <laughs> time, somebody smiles and laughs when they hear that word, okay? And we tried to use freedom juicing, but we got we, we got we, we got you know heckled by our own industry. We tried horizontal drilling. I'm sorry, horizontal flushing because your poopy goes flush. And kids would laugh at that, but adults
4: didn't like that. So for three years we've tried some different words than fracking. Well, and maybe the petroleum council and those guys need to come up with a new nomenclature around the industry. That would that be, maybe won't.
0: Hurt. That would be how it would get done yeah. as opposed to a crazy guy like me trying different right, things because, at different because events. Because words,
4: words matter. They damn right and, they and, matter. And, and messaging matters so, when, when people believe what they hear. Back in 2013, I went
0: to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, the big thing where they bring in the Federal Reserves and all that yeah. stuff. And it, it, it's, they have so many. The net worth is unreal. The guy who invented the internet, Rob Ryan,
4: Lucid Technologies, Ascent Communications. Not the, not the guy Meatloaf from the... No, okay. no. no <laughs> oh, Rob, Rob Reiner. Yeah, yeah,
0: not Rob Reiner.
4: <laughs> but Rob Ryan, he's he's
0: considered like uh, jobs and gates and everything. Yeah. He, he, he actually invented the local area network, okay? So this guy's worth billions of dollars. He was there as an investor, as somebody that they brought, not as a speaker, but somebody right. who was... So it's a very high level. They had Rolls Royces there that you could buy. You know, that's Test Drive. Um, The first speaker was whoever the Western energy person was, the CEO. He was kind of the big get. You know, XL Energy would probably be ours or MDU or uh, something like that, right? right? And um, so he got up there, and the first thing he said was, we could have gave Madison Avenue a billion dollars to come up with the worst word ever for our industry, and they would have came up with frack, yep. and we did it to ourselves for That's free. absolutely right. And I never forgot that, and I'll tell you what, I've tried to poke that bear, so to speak. I've tried to make those changes since that big, important guy in the industry back mm-hmm. in 2013-14 said it. The rest of the industry hasn't caught up to that yet. Mm-hmm. But you go outside of pro wrestling or sports, it's a tough word to pass. Like in sports, it sounds great. It's a very aggressive word. But to the average person who's holding a baby, it's not. Mm. And so I don't know. That's that's just what I was getting at is that there are people in the industry well, that would like to see change? Yeah,
4: it's hard to go to your timeout space, you know, with that word. Right? It <laughs> right. is. So I don't know. I don't know if you've got any ideas for it because we- No, but, but the idea that I have is why don't we just say that we've solved the climate crisis? Why don't we just self-proclaim like so many people do is they're the self-appointed expert of <laughs> something. And yeah. we actually say, North Dakota has absolutely solved the entire credit and global warming crisis. And and here's how we did it. Mm-hmm. And, and you can just look at the weather outside. It's 40 below. It worked. Okay. And all we do is we proclaim it. And I agree. Prove us wrong. No, but we did. We but have the cleanest air in the country. Totally. We have the lowest oil uh, energy prices. We're the net exporter. We have more sustainable um uh, power generation in the state than at a percentage of population of anybody. Of course, we never tell anybody that. So, why don't we just get out there and say we did it? We did it. We did it, and we have the climate data to prove it. See, now Kevin Kramer, <laughs> but Kevin Kramer no, right. Senator Kevin Kramer,
0: that's what he wants to do. I agree. with He wants them. to rejoin the Paris Agreement for that reason. Yeah, say, okay, we, guys, we, we we're want, in it, yeah. and if you'd like to follow us, you can be clean. Yeah, yeah. If
4: you want to keep going down your path, by the way, you'll get dirty. I think if you added up the credits under the now under the climate, I think North Dakota comes out making money, <laughs> probably like a ton, <laughs> because too. of all of the because of all of the amount of alternative energy. I really wish that we did this entire deck on this on on the current and the last 40 years of sustainable energy production in north dakota and you can actually whether you can say it with a straight face or not with biofuels uh you know like with ethanol and everything else growing you know using food for fuel uh but you can say that it's renewable there's no question about that. I was going to ask you about your buddies out at the <laughs> ethanol plant. Are they uh, well, I think they're doing, they doing much. Well, they're doing sequestration. You saw that article. We, I was at your house when. Oh, that's right. We yeah. saw that. I mean, two billion dollars. So yeah, I mean, they're thinking about all kinds of things. Um, you know, North Dakota could be a repository because of the stable geology of our state. For you know, for reinjected uh, CO two. I mean, why aren't we saying, man, we are the leader in injected CO two instead of calling it frackers, Say carbon capture. Let's rename fracking as carbon capture. Absolutely. What do you think we push down in those places? Right. And then we're just injecting it with CO2. We're carrying the planet, man. We're better than those surfers in that ocean project. I want a bunch of North Dakota people on surfboards in 40 below weather in swimsuits. All right? And that's going to be our brand. That's legendary. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a good spot to end right there. But, but any, good, yeah. any final thoughts? <laughs> no, I think I said it all right there.
1: Exclusive interview industry news. Environmental Innovation at thecrudelife.com. Music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River. Back, band. To the way. Oh,
0: oh, oh, back to the waves, so
1: back to the waves, back to the waves. Life with Jason Speece.
0: Thank you for joining the program today. You know,
3: I I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomenon. They really believe everything that people tell them.
1: We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us, and especially you, Jason. Without without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful. So
3: I I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. Well, that
1: we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're, they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point. If we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often.
3: You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can see for my 20 companies, they take it very serious.
2: Makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good show last week. Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you, you ask important questions that uh, that lead to the most important truths.
4: Hey, this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the
2: state of North Dakota in the United States Senate. How about Jason Speece, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world. No one does an interview like Jason Speece.
4: We all like living the crude life, so...
1: <laughs> the Crude Life with host Jason Speece.
0: My name is Jason Speece, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum.
3: Well, both of those things I mean I think the general category is uh, the federal overreach, but specifically, we're going to be examining each of the each of the federal executive orders from the Biden administration and trying to assess the impact of each of them, so we can be, um, you know, articulate and precise and help educate the administration about the uh, perhaps the uh, unintended effects of. Some of these orders, because if if they're all couched under the idea that that somehow uh, shutting down the American energy industry is going to help emissions, that's uh, also a policy that doesn't work because nobody produces energy cleaner and more efficiently than than the American energy industry. And so, if we you know are shutting down whether it's a uh, you know base load electric production or oil and gas in our country, you know we're we're just pushing. Uh, it's not going to reduce the demand for. Energy in our country. It just pushes those sources offshore to foreign sources uh, who wouldn't be producing that energy as cleanly as we are. And, you know, we've been fighting really since World War II as a country to achieve energy independence and energy security. And we finally achieved that uh, under the previous White House administration. And when we uh, uh, achieved that under President Trump and we finally were in a position for the first time in my lifetime where we could sell energy to our friends and allies versus buy it from our enemies, uh, which, you know, again, creates incredible energy security and uh, geopolitical security for our country and saves the lives of soldiers that we've been sending to the Middle East for the last 30 or 40 years. We finally get to that point, And then in the first weeks of the Biden administration, we reverse that course and start uh, putting out executive orders. Uh, things that haven't even been vetted through, you know, Congress or having hearings, just executive orders to start, you know, shutting down uh, our energy industry here. And and again, this is uh, not only bad for the economy and bad for for the U.S. in terms of our own uh, national security. It's also bad for emissions.
0: To listen to the full-length interview with North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit com. That's thecrudelife.com. While you're there, be sure to join our ever-growing army of social media energy enthusiasts at thecrudelife.com and click on the social media tab. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life.
1: The Crude Life is sponsored in part by...
0: It takes an industry to build a forest. industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out industrialforest.com.
1: That's theindustrialforest.com. The music heard on The Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com.